Let's crack open these mini cheddars. I'm not for my sure sick. About them, you know. Dan, kind of smell like sick. Dan, you're you're right about lots of things. <laughs> Debatable. But this, but not those but this is. That's <laughs> 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 <Yeah, yeah. laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> You've been wrong twice in your life. Oh, and at crucial points as well. I, 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 I can assure you, he's been wrong so many more times. Right, shut up. Anyway, welcome to Riot Act. Hello, um, my name's Stephen Hill. His name's Renfrey Dedman, opening himself a beer up there. Oh, yeah. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah. Mm? yeah. Good, yeah, me too. Um, hashtag me too. And um, joining us this week are two of our favourites from two of our favourite young bands, but the same band, essentially. Oh, Is that right? That's, that's One of your favourites. Two of my favourites. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, know why you're in. It's Brady, for, Brady from Conjurer and Dan from Kersey's Metal Hands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see what I've done there? Nice. Oh. That was all right. Or Brady from Kersey's Metal Hands and Dan from Conjurer. How would you prefer yeah. it to be known? Um, What's the better one? You have the stupid one because you're stupid. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I'm from Conjurer. <laughs> <laughs> um, How are you doing, chaps? You okay? All right. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, thank you so much for coming down. I bought a tall picture for you. Yeah, it fell off apparently. It did fall off before we started. (laughs) Tried to like brighten the place up and uh, my picture fell down. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, We've got a beer. We've got a blue cheese mini packet of mini cheddars. Yeah. Um, We are still... to eat on the podcast. Yeah, that's all right. I'm not going to be saying much this week to be perfectly honest. Um, (laughs) And uh, we also want to thank musicism.net. Hi. Is it .net? Yeah. Oh, you should fucking know at this point. It is, isn't it? Really <laughs> it's, it's shocking. You can check online whilst you do it if you want. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, our friends at Musicism do the best courses for people like these guys. They used to be pathetic, awful, embarrassing musicians. And, <laughs> and they oh still God. are because they haven't signed up for the online tutorials that the good people at Musicism give them, which would make you a better guitarist. You a better singer, <laughs> and you a better producer, and it would might help you just tweak some things, Dan. Uh, so uh, you can get them at musicism.net. Net, indeed, I yes. told you it was. I, I don't know why Steve, I doubt it myself. Steve, I've been thinking about signing up for these, but they're just a little bit too expensive. Get, I sort you twenty five percent off. If really? You yeah. You know big I, time. How would I go about doing sure. that? Well, you know there is a checkout when you go to their website, yeah. musicism.net. Yeah. If you type in the word riot in capital letters right. and just press enter then that one 25% of the price of a usual what's usually 999 yeah. just to, to take that money off that's so much more affordable you can spend that money on dairyly dunkers wow that's what we've done <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so, exactly what we've done so yeah. do that anyway um, um whoa, good to get out of the way this week we're basically just going to talk about arctangent which As happened? Per. Which happened? As per. <laughs> but yeah, but but this week it actually happened, uh, rather than sort of looking forward to it or reminiscing about how great it was. Um, it, it actually did happen this weekend, so we're going to be talking about that. And the reason you guys are here is you played two sets yourselves, and we wanted to get your thoughts on everyone who played, and also because I was only there for one day. Pathetic. Do you want to go through this now, or shall we go through it when we get to that point in the review? <laughs> let's get to it when we go to. Let's go through it when we get to that point in the review. Yeah, cry. Yeah, pretend pretend you're one of the proper contributors to the podcast, and yeah. then we'll find out the truth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, did you enjoy Art Town, Gent chaps? Yes. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yes, I very much did. It actually ended up being basically one of the best weekends of my entire life. 
Wow. I said on the old phone, the old dog and bone for you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing, well, I thought. It, it is consistently that, though. Like, this is the third year I've been in a row, and I really, really like it. It's one of those, it's like, Cutting obviously we can't, there, we can't, no, shut up, but like, we can't play every year, but also, if they asked us to, I feel like we definitely would. <laughs> Like it's just the, the way, like especially like from a band's perspective, the way you're treated is just ridiculous. They really give a shit about their bands. Um, What's so different about it? Ah, Halloumi raps are good. No, it's just like the the communication because we're we're like I th- we still think of ourselves as quite a small band. Definitely, when we, we think of you as a small band as well. <laughs> Last year when we played, we like even more so, and it was like we, they treat you like a like a proper band like, like like a real boy like a real boy <laughs> i felt like a real boy stephen hill yes um and yeah just just the the setup and yeah, basically what you guys gone about every week about how sick it is i can confirm they're not just being paid to say that <laughs> well should we talk about who played then let's kick off on the thursday because it does thursday friday saturday so you get you have to take two days off work cheers and um which, which i did and what i'd have always taken the monday off so it doesn't really make a difference really i don't straight back in isn't it hardcore yeah, living isn't it yeah well yeah living the need a local. um but it started on a thursday um why do they do that by the way why is it thursday friday saturday just out of, out of interest i don't know why that is they're pretty much them and 2000 trees only festival that does that any ideas i think it's the thought of you know, you want a day off after the festival so that you don't have to go absolutely bonkers. And and as mm. Brady says, you most people mm. would take the Friday and the Monday off, I reckon, mm. for a reading or a download or whatever. Mm. I mean, you're harder than the average person, obviously. So oh, wow. that's we're going to learn that that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's like yeah. people go people go out on Thursday nights now anyway. So it's like if people are getting in the mood on a Thursday to go out, they may as well be doing it at the festival as Ooh, opposed to... went a little Barry Manilow, didn't it? <laughs> a little bit fully intentional. <laughs> I always thought it was more of like... Because if Thursday and Friday is when the bands are on, it's like you're taking two days off to see bands rather than take a Monday off for recovery. So there's kind of more of a valid reason to take off. I just thought that it was because shout. you don't... See, well, one thing I've always thought about festivals is you don't see many priests there, do you? <laughs> so this is priest-friendly. Oh, priest uh, anyway, let's talk about who played Thursday. Um, I didn't get on site for a little while, so um, we'll get to that in a bit, I'm sure. But uh, I was there for the very first band on, at 12am. The first band on... Do you guys know Big Lad? Uh, it used to be Shit Wife. That's right. There they used go. to be Shit Wife. They're like an electronic break chord duo from London. Um, or to steal a phrase from their Bandcamp page, they are a two-handed drum trigger noise party machine, which is pretty accurate, to be honest. They started the festival with a cover of Come to Daddy, <laughs> which, and I think Arctangent is pretty much the only place where you could do that. And everyone was going off. And then their own material is like even, probably even more aggressive and ridiculous than uh, Come to Daddy. Um, their drummer is just absolutely insane. And they have songs which are called Hand Banana and The Reason for the Season is Pleasing. Best band ever. Um, no, they were fucking brilliant, but a really, I mean, kicking off with a really odd experimental electronic duo 
not many festivals would be able to get away with doing so that. We say Renfrey said experimental and best band ever, and we're on band one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're How, called Big Lad for fuck's sake. Yeah. They used to be called Shitwife. Of course, they're the best band ever. Uh, we do some sort of drinking game for the Art Tangent. We've we not got enough beers. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, we yeah, but we're good for the people at home. The people yeah, at home. oh yeah. Every time Renfrey says exquisite or <laughs> sublime, is going to come up a lot. Post rock, um, uh, experimental, experimental, instrumental, yeah, best band. Like a shot. I yeah. predict you will be dead in twenty minutes. Yeah. So no, what were those again? Experimental, mm. post rock. Uh, Arctangent. Arctangent. Exquisite. Yeah. Music. And, <laughs> and if you, you have to down a whole bottle of absinthe if he says less than Jake. <laughs> Excellent. Please um, drink responsibly. <laughs> and then went to see Cult Dreams. We like a bit of Cult mm-hmm. Dreams. Mm-hmm. Formerly Kamikaze Girls. What Fucking... scar band do they remind you most of? <laughs> um, <laughs> Real Big Fish. If I, if I had to choose, um, probably uh, less than Jake, I would have thought. Uh-oh. Actually. Uh-oh. Bloody hell. Down that absinthe. Um, yeah, this was the first time Cult Dreams or Kamikaze Girls had ever played Arc Tangent Festival and they were great. Um, the tent was a little sparse to begin with. I'm not sure if they started early, um, but it seemed a little bit sparse to begin with, but it definitely like uh, got packed as the set went on. Um, but yeah, those they played large proportions of Seafoam because the record hadn't technically come out. It was actually out the next day. Mm. For me, the new Good songs... Choice were the the highlights um what is that song it, we never rest that the poppy one that we were yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. during the review they ended with that that was fucking glorious um just an excellent two-piece they're far more the punky elements are far more there live rather than the uh, uh wishy-washy shoegaze thank you wishy-washy elements my goodness me um i can't believe i'm gonna have to do a bit of a dampener this early on in the set uh this early on in the review but this is actually quite uh, important because the next set was the Beft, which was this tribute to Dan Wild Beasley. Did you guys know Dan? No. Okay, but uh, but from what I, like he seems to be such a massive part of the scene and of Arctangent as a, yeah. a thing that it's like yeah we we bloody got there a bit later so we missed it but it was like it seems like it was such a massive deal and a lot of, meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, it really did. It was, uh, so Dan Wild Beasley was one half of, um, I think the world's only turbo prog duo cleft. Um, and cleft were an extraordinarily important band to our tangent, as you said, at one point, I believe they actually held the record for the band who'd played the festival the most. And Dan passed away last year on October the 10th from uh, stage four brain cancer not long after turning 33 and he was incredibly inspiring in his diagnosis um he fought his illness with incredible bravery and humor um i don't know if you guys ever saw any of those videos that he did but he he did a load of videos which were just like taking the piss out of the fact they had brain cancer it was really quite extraordinary um and the last thing he wanted was for people to feel sorry for him but he was also one of those rare guitarists where his personality shines through in what he plays and um tom from alpha male tea party is one of uh dan's best friends and he arranged this tribute which fe- featured alpha male tea party as well as former cleft drummer john sim and mike vernard uh, my favorite person in the world uh formerly of ocean size who were one of dan's favorite bands and he's obviously in vernard as well and a touring member of biffy clary and together they all played some old Clef songs, which was really inspiring, incredible. When when Clef songs are played at 
Arctangent, basically everyone sort of sings the guitar lines along and they're quite like complex and mathy and it's quite an, an incredible thing to see. They're really joyous, OTT and faintly ridiculous songs, which made for this strange and beautiful hybrid of people singing these lines, these crazy guitar lines whilst everyone was kind of crying. Um, and Dan's wife came on stage, Jess, who uh, and said some words and it was absolutely beautiful. She's a very brave, incredible woman. Um, You're just absolutely in tears at this point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's been through an awful lot. Um, it may be obvious from the way that I'm speaking, Dan was a friend of mine as well. And um, it was really a incredible tribute um, to put together to have sort of one of his favorite musicians from one of his favorite bands playing along with them as well. I think I can only imagine what Dan would have, I mean, he probably would have thought that that was preposterous that one of his favorite musicians was actually, um, paying tribute to him, um, at his funeral. I remember, I hope I'm not overstepping the mark by saying this, but, um, the kind of humor that Dan had, he, uh, asked everyone to sing seals kiss from a rose as we left the church um which was just dan's sense of humor through and through the last thing that everyone did and this really was the moment where everyone really started crying um they brought on 20 guitarists all of whom were either friends or family of dan's and everyone just played a d major chord over and over and again for five minutes and it was literally the heaviest and most beautiful thing i've ever seen in my life and it was absolutely amazing so it's kind of a difficult um thing to review really because i'm so sort of attached to it in a way but i think everything everything that all the elements that we braved over arc tangent which you'll hear about and all the kind of wading through the mud and the rain and the hangovers and the fatigue and the blisters that i still have on my feet like if i'd only seen this one set it would have been worth all of that for me so it was a incredible experience. Um, and yeah, I don't know what else to say on that really. Uh, cocaine piss? Was that next? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see cocaine piss. I didn't see cocaine piss. I saw piss. Mammoth okay. Weed Wizard Bastard Mammoth instead. Weed Wizard Bastard. Okay, well, um, um, yeah. You guys like them, didn't you? I was, uh, I yeah, like yeah, they're good. That last album's really, really good. And I was really pleased to see them with decent sound because the last time I saw them at Lexington, the sound just kind of ruined it, to be honest. Um, they were excellent and they sounded huge. These really big lurching stoner-esque riffs. They are fucking awesome. One thing I will say is they had a 35-minute set Oh my goodness, sorry, beer. And 25, around about 25 minutes in, it was, you know, it's kind of doomer. Doomer? <laughs> Stoner doom. <laughs> Jesus. Stoner doom. And um, it was becoming so repetitive that a lot of people noticeably left the tent. And I do feel like they have this problem with their sets where they can't quite entertain for the whole time that they're on um and i think maybe they need to look at that because the thing is is their songs are really long on record but i hypnotically become like in, in i get into like a trance-like state maybe because i'm sat down and i'm comfortable and all that kind of thing and it's mm. totally fine it doesn't bother me you know that album's quite long but mm. i thought it was really entertaining throughout live after a while it's just like eh, come on and I don't know what they can do about that because that's kind of their MO. But I think if you're same... a massive stoner, massive Doom fan, and you, you like getting sucked into the whirlpool of 
doominess, don't you? You aren't stoned enough. That's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it was about one o'clock or four o'clock or two o'clock. Two o'clock. Hello. Fuck me. Two o'clock, I think. Um, 1.45. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Someone someone prepped. Um, But yeah, it was... um, they were excellent, but yeah, I mean, maybe if they played at like six or seven and I'd had a few cans in me, maybe I would have enjoyed it more. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, okay. I then went to see Bosk. Bosk are an art always tangent right? favourite. Pretty much always yeah. good, I would say. Um, they did start with an old song called One, which is like 16 minutes long, which is clearly not as familiar as the other material from Audio Noir which was an interesting choice. And then they went into a brand new song and Bosk, you know, getting Bosk stuff on a first listen is probably not going to happen. So half of their set was stuff which people either didn't know or weren't overtly familiar with. So I thought it was brave and it wasn't bad. It was just like, oh, I'd like you to play some songs I'm familiar with now. But then when they went into the audio and all stuff, it was just fucking brilliant. Do you guys, you guys know Bosk? Yes. Surely, um, yeah. I was chatting to Tom afterwards, well, beforehand, he was saying like, we're trying to do something a bit different with the set, make it a bit more of an occasion for Art Tangent, which is, That's cool. again, uh, annoyingly, they're one of the few bands that I was like, right, I absolutely cannot miss Bosk, and we were loading in while they were playing, so it was like, uh, it sounded alright from the other side of the festival. Yeah, I had, no. Nord- I had Nordic no. Giants next. No. Okay, Nordic Giants. Yeah, that's um, really cool, of Renfrew to have watched Nordic Giants. Do you not think, Dan? <laughs> so Nordic Giants <laughs> were playing just... at the same time as, what time What time were they playing at the same time? There's a band that they were... yeah, check that for me. Great. Yeah, six, uh, 1605, that's 405 um we were actually on stage at the time so oh right I, yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know who else was playing around at the festival just weird i was trying to get in at this point yeah mm. yeah but both of the people here have shown very little very little support to our band <laughs> so <laughs> i just it's almost like this is a sorry <laughs> yeah if is this a pity podcast because yeah, we've never talked about your band on this podcast at no, all have we no no um <laughs> i just find it very weird i find the whole thing very the weird the person who refused to give me my pass god damn you person actually <laughs> so oh, no. i was no, going honestly it's fine going honestly, over there it's fine we just played conjurer songs you wouldn't have cared fine go no. on talk about your other little band go on. didn't okay. connor fall over Oh, kind of fucking stacked it. it was, <laughs> I, saw, only, as you were, I heard you come in. I was walking towards the tent and people started walking out. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then uh, I went around the corner and saw you. And Connor went, I fell over. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it wasn't like From he had a little trip. He fully stacked it. He was it, really annoyed. It was great. And we just laughed for about three minutes like, yeah, while good. playing the song. It was great. Um, do you, you said you wanted to um, review your own band, Brady. I'm not sure yeah. if I should really well, let no, you do I feel that. like we should review the crowd. They were okay. so-so, I thought. So-so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, well, there was loads of you there, but... It's like they were there, but not present. Yeah. 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 I felt, I felt a little... It's because I wasn't there. I saw Joe Nan on someone's shoulders. He oh, flipped yeah. me off. It was cracking. That's the 12-year-old for regular good, yeah. listeners. Little boy. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was all right. What was Nordic Giants like? I was watching Nordic Giants on the main stage. Um, in my opinion, they are one of the biggest secrets in UK music industry today. I can't believe that they're not absolutely huge, frankly. Mm. Um, you're familiar with the Nordic Giants, right? I fucking love them. And it was so annoying <laughs> that we clashed with them. They are kind of a uh, enigmatic two-piece who play cinematic post-rock using samples, brass, bowed guitar. It's got to be like five uh, drinks. Piano. (laughs) And live their songs. You've seen them live, right? Yeah. Live their songs are accompanied by these short films, which are Hollywood worthy. And that is Mm. not hyperbole. 
it is stunning how a small band quote unquote i don't know how they do it i don't know how they get the budget to get these films made i'm assuming it's, they just have incredibly talented friends i think they work with a lot of like independent really cool filmmakers and, yeah and kind of like, it, it's all kind of diy i gather yeah yeah um but yeah i remember like i saw them at Art tangent a couple of years ago mm. actually and um they have this film that's um it, it they've filmed something that i've always wondered what it'd be like and it's like this family that go down to a lake with mm. their scuba gear on and go into the lake and come back out and all the air has disappeared from the planet and all they've got is this one scuba tank to like survive, survive. between the four of them and it's just harrowing it's like a proper it's, harrowing it's, it's horror awful. movie in about six yeah. <laughs> with a lovely little song playing underneath yeah there'll be more great back in visual horror movie stuff later on ah. I know. I know what that's for. Um, Um, Very quickly, they played a beautiful tribute to Dan as well in the form of a cover of Bohemian Rhapsody, um, which is so far away from what Nordic Giants actually are. Um, It was. uh, I can't even imagine that. Oh, mate. It was completely different to any version of Bohemian Rhapsody you've ever heard before. It was also the best version of Bohemian Rhapsody I've ever heard in my life, including the Queen original. Yeah, but not as good as the Kanye one. Mm. Oh, (laughs) bloody hell. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah you did it's cracking oh I yeah he had a no moment one, didn't he no one could ever know what he was doing i loved it it was great really weird on it questions. yeah lots of questions today he doesn't know the words to Bohemian rhapsody he's like mama I, uh, then then the man come along <laughs> <laughs> what rubbish he shot at a gun at the man he's like so bad hey go on you know this one I fucking don't sorry don't stop me for a while I'm having a really great time I'm rocking and rolling like a rocket ship on the way to Mars you don't know Queen mate shut up anyway we've gone way too Kanye already Um, Um, the next band was Mole I saw Mole Oh, did you? Yeah. You didn't put it on your little sheet thing? I did. Oh, all right. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, you did. Sorry. Uh, Brady and Steve. I did think the one thing about hearing Conjurer rather than not being able to see them, the, the one upside to that was I'm not going to have to watch Brady's <laughs> revolting little gurning, screamy <laughs> face of the whole festival. And who trundles on stage while Mulder in their set and starts belching his <laughs> face off. It was you, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was cracking. Yeah, lovely little time. Yeah, why are you trying to muscle in on all the other bands? I got asked to do that. Asked? Actually, asked. By a sadist? Uh, or? By, by Kim. Lovely, oh, yeah. lovely little Kim. Kim is Mal. lovely. He's very nice. Um, Hello, Kim. On, on like nine hours notice, <laughs> oh, right. which was really inconsiderate of him. Yeah, seems um, like enough time to be fair, but... Oh, do you, do you want to land? Have you, no, shut up. Just go. Oh, I used to be in a band. Grow up. Yeah, no, no, but like, so that was mental because I, I was being a side stage wanker and yeah, I so many people in the crowd know all the words to mole songs and like mm. even the Danish stuff as well. Mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck, I actually, I, I was, got my phone. I was like, no, I do need to learn it now. <laughs> it's not just shouting. They were good, weren't they? They were, they were fantastic. Good, yeah. I've yeah. never seen them before. It's the first time I've seen them. What? Yeah. So I thought it was really good. Uh, I didn't realise they were so heavy because what I imagine yeah. seeing Alcest and Death Heaven and those kind of black gaze bands and I always think that they'll be heavy in bits when they're heavy but they'll never be quite as visceral. Yeah. But they're more really just brutal all the way through, aren't they? 
Yeah. I've got dynamics, but yeah. Got dynamics, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's always really intense. I, mm-hmm. super I intense. didn't like the record at all. And then I saw him, or not at all, but I just didn't get the hype. And yeah. then I saw him at Art Tangent last year and it was like, oh shit, no, it was so immediate. Like, yeah. And it's, Justine was saying uh, from Holy Raw that they're like a, they're like a black metal band fronted by a hardcore frontman, mm. And like, just Kim's energy live is... I normally think that kind of stuff's a little bit gimmicky, but he he <coughs> really pulls it off. He's outrageous. Yeah, he's very yeah. good. Yeah, I think were. he used to be oh, he used to be in like death metal bands or something like that. You can um, totally you tell. Can, yeah, you can. You no, can yeah, tell. he's got a much more. They had a really quite, quite a death metal vibe. I thought I was watching. Them, I was going. Mm. This is not the sort of atmospheric black metal vibe. As, mm. Even though the music does obviously sound like that, everyone looked really kind of. You know, intent. If you'd have just taken a picture of it, you would have been like, oh, that's a bitchery or something. Has it made you like the album more? Uh, I've not listened to the album since okay. I saw them, but. Or so appreciate no. the music more? Um, no, I really like the album anyway. Yeah, fair. But fair. I thought, yeah. Just you wait. All right. <laughs> Gets better. Okay. Um, it got worse when you went on stage now, I thought. Wow. It was good. And you then. Fucking there, sharp. And then. Uh, what so there? It was Zelenardo yeah, after that, then, right? Him. Yes. Yes. Did you guys watch Zelenardo? No. Oh, did you? No. Oh, we it was, just, it was just me and you. No, I spent Mole's set packing away our stuff. Right. And then had to go and set up our tent because just before our set, we managed to get like the outer shell and then all our stuff was just lying on the grass. So I had to go for it. Oh, sorry. Well, while he was doing the... What's that about? Why didn't you help put the tent up? Oh, no, no, there. different tent. I'd already done this earlier in the day. Oh, right. Tent. Oh, tent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ten. Really adding to this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you're here. Put up a tent though. You're yeah, coming up. Tent. You're coming up in a bit, mate. Um, Zelenada are always brilliant. Yep. But they were the least amount of brilliant that I've ever seen them be this time. That makes <laughs> <you feel better. laughs> Is that fair? Yeah. I, I still thought they were fantastic. Well, yeah. Like, I, let's not. Yeah. You kind of said that. But um, they had a massive turnout, it's worth saying. Yeah. And they were mm. playing the arc stage, which is the main stage, effectively. It's weird. You were saying they were dog shit, He's going to have a game for a poo. He said, I'm just going for a massive turnout. <laughs> 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 so, I just saw Manuel before he went on. Uh, Oh. There seems to be this backlash happening with Zelenada now. Like, there's a lot of like true metalers who are yeah, getting, you know, it's a bit boring. Yeah. But, um, but I feel like, you know, they are doing something that no one else has done before. Mm. Um, they do actually. Uh, sometimes you get bands who take two genres and just sort of put them together rather than mush them together. And I feel like they're doing the latter rather than the former. We will get onto bands who just put genres together. Feels like the latter a lot more with the second record though yes the first yep. one felt a lot uh, it felt kind of like so, well i think it's the first the stuff in the first album seems to get a bigger reaction but i still do stand by the fact that the second album is better, oh, way better. Way better. they're certainly getting there in terms yeah. of melding everything because mm. the whole thing was that the first album was basically demos wasn't it yeah it was but it was demos yeah so by the time yeah. the second one album second came out i wasn't head over heels for it but it was like they're getting there. If they can nail it for album three, then this will be great. And they were great at complexity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they were really good then. I think they're always brilliant. I just like, he obviously had a bit of a problem with his voice, Manuel. I think he was... Oh, that's a, a shame. Bit, yeah, it's he, such a huge part of it. Yeah, he. I think he had a bit of a sore throat and so it didn't quite sound... It didn't sound as perfect. Like when they played Art Tangent last year, it was... 
absolutely perfect. It was particularly good at Art Tangent yeah. last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that might be the best. So it's kind of the best and the worst. And I don't really like saying the worst because the worst gives the impression that it wasn't very good and it was really good. It's still but it was just not as good. It was a four That's out of five rather than a five out of five. Like yeah. they're usually like yeah, top amazing. marks. Um, I will say one other thing though. Um, the Farmer's Boy, where the, uh, where the festival takes place, He's 12 or 13 years old and he fucking loves Zealanada. Do you know what? I thought you were going to go, he's fucking fit. (laughs) (laughs) Where you were like, "Uh, he's 12. He's so... Just the way your face went. But anyway, carry on. Because you, Renfrey was not doing that. Wow. Not doing that. Wow. Wow, we. Okay. <laughs> Lesson joke. Um, Drink every time Renfrew's oh, a nonce. Oh, boy. Uh, what I, my point was... He loved whether it. He, well, he loved it, but my point is if if you're able to get 12 slash 13-year-olds into... <laughs> fuck's sake, come on. <laughs> no! Right, go on. Into into what is effectively a form of black metal. Yeah. That is fucking cool. That's yeah, great. End yeah. of conversation. Yeah, Let's is. move on. Um, Steve, you went to see Polyphia. I is that did, right? yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't Polyphia. know. Polyphia. 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 I know fuck all about Polyphilla. Can you tell me about Polyphilla? It, it was a complete accident, to be honest. I went walked to the wrong stage. I wanted to watch Racket Cannon. I went to the oh, wrong idiot. stage. And then they walked and went, they don't... They sound like this is a lot of bass. It's a lot of like dong, like really slappy bass, yeah, instrumental. Definitely not racket cannon. Yeah, <laughs> instrumental, like bing, like a lot of bingly bongly stuff. Um, I was, I, I kind of liked it. It sounded amazing. They look really wacky. Um, I don't feel like I ever need to listen to them on record. Like they okay. were kind of quite cool. You like Plifia, don't you? Connor's more of a fan. It's, it's not really. I'm not really mad on showy instrumental stuff it was very it's showy very showy yeah. it's very yeah. yeah look what we can play and it's like yeah you can play really well write a song bye like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah that's kind it, of what I feel about it was a bit they were all wearing like um, they like one of them was wearing red trousers and the other one had a sort of white suit on and he had a big afro and a big sort of silly funny moustache and they looked a bit wacky and every song just went and then it just stopped and everyone went yeah play another one and it was just sort of bass versus guitar sounds like Looney Tunes music yeah it it was a bit I was and I was like for five ten minutes I was like this is pretty impressive but then I did sort of go "Ah." this is the problem with that kind of stuff is that when you are doing a showy instrumental band like that, you've really got to, because there's no focal point, i.e. with vocals, to necessarily keep you interested, you've got to be doing something catchy. And on earlier stuff of theirs, they do basically do vocal lines with their guitars. And, it, yeah. and that kind of stuff I really, really like, because there's something to kind of latch on to. But where do you go from there? So it all just kind of becomes... It, it becomes. Mm. It, it's the same with animals as leaders. It's kind of yeah, with each really. Other, it's like how do we impress people even more? And mm. the only way you can really do that for the kind of crowd that likes that thing is get more and more technical. Which yeah. for me, yeah, takes me out of it a bit more. Yeah, and actually, yeah. the guy who was the bass player, who was kind of appeared to be not the front man because, but the main guy, he was in the middle and he was like addressing the crowd in between each song, and he just kept going, yeah, yeah, I just want you guys to have a really good time, yeah. This and then he just goes, dum, 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 and I was like, oh. This is 
why we don't give Connor a mic. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought he was a bit annoying. So I didn't really like them. Okay. If I'm being honest. Fair. But then you wandered back over to the I correct place. I suddenly went, this isn't Racket Cannon. This definitely isn't Racket Cannon. Because <laughs> I was like, they don't sound anything like this. What are Racket Cannon like? Because they, I had loads of bands on the Clash front. It's like, yeah, go and see them. And I still didn't see uh, Steve, do you want to try and take that? Oh, God. Um, you wang on about them a lot, don't you? They're really difficult. To, they're like if Mr. Bungle were a post-hardcore band. It's not bad. <laughs> I would say they're a synth-hardcore band. Yeah. Um, they are literally unique. There is no one in the world who sound like Racket Cannon. Would I you agree? Last, oh, yeah, I, yep. I can't think. I mean, they're very, like, very, they're very, very unique. Difficult when you say synth, how, do you mean rather than guitars, there's synths? Or? There's one guitar and one synth, but it's very, very, very synth heavy. Yeah. So there, there like, are definitely riffs. Oh, there are definitely riffs. Go away. <laughs> I'm talking to uh, I'm talking to Bonjour by the way, Brady. not the listener. Racket Cannon. So Racket Cannon were one of my top three acts at 2000 Trees this festival. I would say uh, uh, this year, sorry, they were even better at Arc Tangent, I think, and I reckon they probably only get a top five place just about. Um, mm. They played a totally different set to 2000 Trees, which was nice for me. Um, quite a nice spread between all the albums, and yeah, they are like nothing you've ever seen. Have you mm. ever seen anything like them at all? I mean, I only I, I caught so little of it because I was watching Polyfiller um, <laughs> that I. I only saw a little tiny bit and I couldn't get anywhere near them either. Yeah, it, it was, was pretty packed, ram packed. Yeah. It sounds like the way you've described it in my head, early enter Shikari. Oh, oh my no. goodness gracious me. Uh, they would not be happy with that comparison, I don't think. No, I love it. I'm not happy with that, to be honest. No, I don't. You do just have to listen to them, I think. Okay. Um, I would we'll start with... on the way back and text you abuse if they're rubbish. Excellent, okay. I'd start with um, Racket Cannon 1. Uh, their albums are one, it's two, three. a very three. good place to start. I would start with, yeah, I would just go sequentially because um, they kind of get weirder as they go on. Um, but to be honest, I would urge everyone listening to this to catch Racket Cannon at some point because yeah, whether you good. like it or not, you will have never seen anything like it and you'll probably never see anything like it again. Yeah, it was it was interesting for sure. Um, you went to see Pine, right? Pine, oh. yeah, myself, Brady and Dan. Uh, I'll let you guys have this one for the moment. <laughs> no idea. No, it's funny because we did the set with them because we're, we're oh, good yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah no, it was that, yeah. comedy. That was yeah. bloody cracking. Um, I'm Pine's manager, so I feel like I can't really like... <laughs> oh, fuck, I yeah. can't really talk that right. much about them. It's but actually pronounced pigeon. Oh, it's actually pronounced, yeah. They got, they got called yeah, Pine are obviously like very dear friends to us and we heard before that, you know, um they'd lost their lap steel guitarist. Is it lap steel guitarist? Lap yeah. Yes, yes. And they'd put up things on Facebook saying they're looking for more musicians and stranger musicians with stranger instruments and things like that and they announced that they were going to be doing something very special and a lot of bands say things like that you, you look at robo and everything every set is a special set yeah but this was the epitome of special i mean pine are a band that for me anyway it's taken me a bit of a while to get into them mm -hmm. we've known them and been mates with them for few years two years three years yeah. now and when their ep came out it was like yeah cool this is cool post rock and then 
and went on tour with them and things like that. And Joe sent us the album early, and from then up until maybe beginning of this year, it took maybe about half a year for me to get into Lost. And now that I'm into it, I'm fully, fully into it. Yeah. We've played a lot of gigs with them, like the songs have really seeped in. And yeah, it's taken a while, but that's the stuff that sticks with you most. Absolutely. And so going into the set, just like, right, well, I know what this is going to be. This is going to be a pine set and there's going to be more strings. But it was just, it's kind of a weird one for me. It was the first band I saw of the whole festival and it was the best set. Right. Hands down. Right. The best set that they've played and that anyone at that festival played. Right. And it was just, it was them playing their songs as you Mm -hmm. know them. I mean, they played Unspoken, which is like the 18 minute one. Mm -hmm. And I think they only played five songs for the entire set and they were on for almost an hour. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Even with all the string parts and things like, there was stuff that the, string players were playing that's like yeah it's on the album it's so great to hear that live now yeah there were three string players to be mm. yeah. uh, and there's and usually one or two yeah, yeah. it's usually just Maggie and mm. this was actually her last show yeah like, sad to hear that so going into that it was kind of like <laughs> I turned to Connor like they played they finished the first song I turned to Connor like, is she alright she's not crying is she he was like don't worry we'll get her <laughs> 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 but honestly like I think <clears throat> say the same as well by the end of it it was i didn't expect to be as emotionally affected by it as i was and mm. that's not to say like i'm a heartless freak or anything it's just kind of like, but yeah <laughs> but it was just i don't know like i don't know if it's just the association we have with them or what or finally like understanding and falling head over heels with their music but it, it was just you couldn't not be affected by yeah. it. it was such a beautiful beautiful thing and uh, it was like like you were saying about the special sets the stuff that they added like the uh there was an outro where the it's like repeated but they changed all the harmonies with all the strings and like added loads of stuff yeah. in and it was like it was like oh my god that's wrong no it's not they're all doing it it's different mm. and it was yeah it, it took you a moment to go to, to hear these songs in a completely different way and it, yeah it was one of the, the sets of the weekend. For I love that about so them. So intense. Uh, they seem to be one of those bands where the um, the songs that you hear on the record, they are just blueprints for what mm. they will do live, yeah. but it isn't necessarily going to be what you hear. And I think that's wonderful. Um, it was I've seen Pine a lot. I fucking love them. And it was one of the best times I've ever seen them. Mm. Not only that, um, I couldn't even get inside the tent. You know when, uh, you know when, you know, you're a bit upset because like you got there a, bit, a little bit late or whatever. And you can't just quite get in and you're like, oh, shall I even bother with this? And to, for initially, I was a bit like, shall I even bother? Um, I'm so glad I stayed because it was almost as good, I'm sure, as it would have been if I'd been inside. Mm. It was still really affecting. It was still really like, yeah, what an incredible band. Just so proud of them to see from like, you know, we've played with them in Europe to three people in a a crap pub in Amsterdam to see them pack out a tent at a mm. festival at, uh, and play such a, a moving special performance it was yeah it was if anyone deserved it it's them yeah absolutely they're fantastic well while you were watching that you fucking emos <laughs> <laughs> I was raving it up with Carpenter uh, Brute uh, oh, which okay. was comfortably the best thing that I saw at Arctic yeah. I didn't see a lot what a bloody great but section of music yeah oh my god like i saw that carbon mm. brute show at the forum 
late last year and I like I think music on record for that thing that sort of synth wave dark wave stuff I still think Perturbate is the best I think the ghost record is really good as well but live Carpenter Brute is the shit the <gasps> stuff that he puts on the back screen um these fake like I said, these fake movie trailers and these like all the sort of the, the story that goes along with it, like Leather Teeth, the serial killer, and it's got all these like fake news um, newspapers with these headlines of like serial killer strikes again, and then you see these like and it, people like I showed one of my mates the video for um, what's that one? He goes, uh, Feel, beware of the beast inside your heart when we're dancing in the dark. That one, you know that one. Oh, <laughs> it's, brilliant. it's fucking brilliant. Um, Sounds like Creeper. I show, yeah, I show, I show my mate the video for that, and it's them like as like sort of monsters playing like a, in in these like clubs in LA. And he was like, they've just surely found that from some eighties B movie. And, he, and I was like, no, they've actually made this. And so many of their films they have in the background, like as, as much as the music is really fun and just like wicked sort of John Carpenter synth pop like mixed with kind of 80s fucking John Carter John Hughes John Hughes and John Carpenter but done. the two Johns <laughs> yeah like <laughs> sort of squished together um the stuff that, that he puts in the background like is is so brilliant um like all the little like in the, the band on the front cover of the magazines rotting bone metal hamster and like <laughs> slug magazine and it, it's fucking great and they had um like meet matt striker the song meet matt striker is uh the video in the background is it's like it's a fake movie about a like a jujitsu police detective with no legs and he's got like machine guns <laughs> in his wheelchair and it's got him like two like people trying to kill him and him like yeah, jumping sorry. out of his wheelchair yeah. and like ddt him and stuff and then stabbing him and that um, sounds amazing that sound good. And it, but it but it looks like you know you watch brass eye you know you used to watch, yeah, you watch yeah. brass eye anything chris morris does um when they cut to the old, you know, the footage that they've made, it is so painstakingly perfect that you just go, yeah. that actually looks like it was BBC footage yeah, from the 1970s yeah. or like CBS footage from America or whatever. And Carpenter Brute do that. I mean, I think I didn't find myself looking at like, I didn't really find myself looking at the stage very much. Well, I looked at the crowd a lot. When they end with that cover of Maniac, like people, I know we were talking about going, you're going, oh, you know, for the DJ set, people are going to want Tony, Tony Dan's a tap dance experience. They're going to want Godspeed your black end. But I was like, no, nah, bullshit. They want Phil Collins and George Michael. I don't care <laughs> yeah, what, how much do. you pretend like you like, oh, no, no, I'm into chin stroking serious music. You want the party music. And when they started playing, she's a maniac, maniac. The whole place went berserk it was fucking great it was the best thing i saw they played at the golden gods last year yeah and i was like very much this isn't my kind of thing and by the end of it i was like yeah that was fucking sick yeah it was eight it was really good it was my favorite amazing okay pop, pop music i think we then i think this might be the only band that all four of us saw we all went to see daughters um i've seen daughters <laughs> a lot and i don't think I don't... Well, we obviously haven't had your contribution on this show. Have you seen Daughters before? No, I've never seen them before. All right, before. Let's, uh, let's go over to you three then, and I'll just uh, agree, probably. Um, uh, it was amazing. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yep. That album, I absolutely love that album. It's made me love that album loads more. Yep. That last album in particular is just fucking amazing. And, you know, I think after doing Linguita Igniter a few weeks ago, mm. 
it has made me reappraise what it means to be a dark record. But I do mm. still think that Daughters album is a very, very, very dark, it's bleak very dark. record. Yeah. But what was amazing about seeing them live was how they didn't lose anything musically of how kind of threatening that, that music is. But it actually felt quite inclusive and mm. and flamboyant and mm. it didn't feel like a dark threatening show it felt like a like a big rock show he has got some serious touch of the nick cave about him i think i think alexi is as the, the most possibly one of the most intimidating frontmen i've ever seen but i agree with you it is inclusive in a weird way but yeah it feels like he could just go off and do anything at any point it's mm. quite scary he is yeah. quite scary like he's quite scary sure. yeah but he's, he is scary in the same way as like I said, I think like Nick Cave is the go-to. Yeah. Like he wears a suit and he throws his, it's really kind of, it's really dramatic. Yes. Really yes. flamboyant. And it just means that you can kind of watch it. And actually I didn't expect to kind of enjoy it like you'd enjoy watching a rock band. But yeah. I actually enjoyed the scent. Like I thought the music was like, oh, yeah. like hard, but the show itself was really enjoyable. It yeah. was fucking brilliant. See, I... Here we go. Felt weird about it because uh, saw them at Roadburn earlier this year, and what you just described in terms of it being, you expect them to be scary and stuff like that. <clears throat> I remember waiting for them and thinking, I know this album and their music is like terrifying, but I hope it's not so terrifying that I just spend the whole time with my head in my hand. Like I want it to be fun, and yeah. the Roadburn set was perfect and yeah it was even though they played the same set at Arcton Gent it was just for me this the, it's getting a bit nitpicky but the sound for me wasn't quite as good and I didn't feel it's weird that you say it was inclusive I didn't feel as kind of in on it it felt I think they're a very weird band to have at a festival like oh uh, yeah really it, like headlining a stage as well yeah I'm glad people enjoyed it and like there was clearly a mood there but for me it was kind of another nitpicky thing I think because he has his own mic and he just bashes it and does all sorts of stuff with it like I don't it wasn't as affected as the music was it almost felt a little bit bingo hall so like <laughs> all the music's kind of you know the, all that kind of stuff Two little ducks, twenty-two. Like, don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> and it was kind of, I don't know. Like, my mate said, my mate said he he loved it. He was like, I'm not sure how much of it was them and how much of it was all the substances in me. Mm. But like, yeah, it like they were good. And I watched, I think, about two thirds of it, and then I realised, oh, it, it is the same set. And because there was so much going on, it was like, I know what they're playing, what they're gonna play. I've seen this before. The sound was better. I'm gonna go and. I watched yeah. it from all over. Yeah, I, you know, I watched it from all over the place. I sort of started at the back of the tent mm. and then I moved to the side of the tent and couldn't get into. So I sort of watched it from outside the tent, but like looking in yeah. and which actually was my favourite part of it because he almost felt like he was going, you're like, oh, I'm sort of safe out here from whatever <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. do. And then I went and got some chips with some oh, pulled pork on top. So, and I stood at the back. I stood almost on this little hill away from the tent, but I could still see right into it. And then after I finished the chips, I went and I got right in sort of as close as I could get into it. Full of chips. Full of chips. That's a good Seems album. Like the old full of chips album. Yeah, I, I do like it. I was yeah. about four rows from the front for the whole thing. Oh, so yeah. for me, it was just like, Oh my god! 
I didn't. Uh, I was quite far to the side, but I was very close and in it for the whole thing. I, and was, I thought it was yeah. far left. Far left. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like Jeremy Corbyn. I came at this from a perspective of someone that doesn't really get daughters Hello. and didn't really like the I stayed for like three or four songs and I like it but it doesn't really do enough for me for me to want to go in on them and and kind of like I don't know it's just it's just very weird I thought mm. um weird stuff. some weird stuff going on tangent uh but yeah like I I heard from um a lot of people that it was quite tame compared to how they can be um in terms of um, they're gonna suffer from that because like, i can't remember who it was that said that someone said they suffer from the dillinger thing which is that back in the day when they were super 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 crazy mm. by the time the last album came out people were like, oh, it's not how they used to be it's like yeah because they're 43 like they're not yeah. gonna yeah. do that and the thing is the new album the new daughter's album is so far and away from Canada songs. And it really songs. is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even the self-titled. The yeah. It's the new stuff is like Nick Cave having the worst time of his life. Yeah. Like that's what it sounds like. And as well, their sound is so difficult to capture because like all of it is basically pedals and like, mm -hmm. they've got a synth player now and an extra guitar player. And it's kind of, you know, it's, it's it's a very weird bucket. I'm so glad they were there because they're a band that I loved uh, since self-titled, since hearing self-titled, and just seeing them on the stage like that, a crowd like that, with such insane music, was like, this is really cool. I may not be mad into it right now, but I'm just glad they're getting all this recognition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I heard a lot of people say it was their set of the weekend. It was definitely one of my sets of the weekend. I don't know if I quite put it at number one, um, but you know, it's the fourth time I've seen Daughters now. And yeah, maybe a little bit tamer than I've seen them before, but it's still fucking outrageous. It'd be illegal if they were any less tame, probably. I mean, I've, se I've seen, you know, um, Alexei often like self-flagellates himself with his microphone. Yeah, he, he got the fucking yeah. whip, yeah. whipping his own back. And I mean, I've seen him bleed from doing that, and he wasn't bleeding, so you know, a bit more effort. Yeah, cool, uh, mate. but um, no, I, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's. I think it's kind of irrelevant. It's still fucking incredible. I thought. But, I thought you were going to say yeah. it's still irrelevant because then Code and Cambria came on, and <laughs> shat on everyone. Uh, right, shall we go? Code, Code and Cambria. Cambria. This um, is the one and only time we saw each other, the entire yeah, festival. Thursday headliner. Uh, so, yeah, Thursday headliner, Coheed in Cambria. Uh, I I really like Coheed in Cambria as a band. Yep. I do. Wow, where's this going? And I really like many of their records. Um, There's a big old butt coming on, doesn't there? And there were points in that set that they were really good. Yep. I, it wasn't a great set list for me. Mm -hmm. And that's down to my personal choice. Like, nothing from The Colour Beyond the Sun, which is the that's best album. It's the one that I like. Yeah. <laughs> I've, Dan's I've, got some opinions for you, don't you worry. <laughs> I, you know, I, well, I've I've never got The Colour Beyond the Sun, Behind the Sun. I've just, meh. doesn't do anything for me at all. I'm in between both of you, it seems. I yeah, love literally. The, I love that album, but for me, it's like, I, I prefer Good Apollo and like the early mm. stuff. Like and keeping secrets as well. I, yeah. I do think Colour Color Before the Sun. Yeah, that might be yeah. right, yeah. So that's probably my 
fourth, third or fourth favourite. So it's still high up, but anyway, I digress. It's probably my fourth favourite. I think it's my joint favourite with a good Apollo. Mm-hmm. It's the one I've listened to. <laughs> there you go. You're in the best position to... to Didn't to, even watch them. Yeah, you, okay. you, you, you do this really. Um, yeah, I, no, yeah. I thought I, you know, like they're a, they're a good band. They're, I mean, they're a kind of they're they're a good band, and they're a decent live band. They've never been in a like, oh my god, wow, amazing live band. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, I think they're a very good live band. I would go as far as to say they're a very good live band. Mm. But yeah, they're not like. I oh think my god. If, if they get their, um, you know, if they get the uh, the set lists. Right. Now, the thing is, it's down to my own personal preference. But, but for me, they're a band who massively heavily rely on whether or not they pick a good set list. And mm-hmm. I remember seeing them a few years ago at the forum and they picked a fucking great mm-hmm. set list. And I was like... Was that true? Yep. Um, I didn't quite feel that about this. There were moments like the suffering and we mm-hmm. were stood together while... Um, the... Man, you're better yeah. station. Yeah, when that was on. That was yeah, absolutely that was banging. That was, um, that was great. Mm-hmm. But too often, it was just one of the songs from one of one of the many kind of mid-periody prog albums that I wasn't as keen on. I think it was the ones from the new one, which the ones from made the new one, yeah. me a bit bored. Um, they were a very divisive band for Arctangent, to be honest. There were a lot of people who were either like, oh, I fucking love Coheed, or eh, I'm just not bothered, really. Um, and I think for a headline show, uh, I think it, it would be wrong of me to say it was a sparse crowd because that is not correct. But I think it was busier for the Beft and probably busier for Nordic Giants as well, to be honest. Um, so it was an odd, it was a bit of an odd booking. Um, I pretty much agree with everything you just said, Steve. I think when they were good, i.e. when they were playing songs that I like, I fucking loved it. <laughs> and when they were playing songs that I'm not bothered about, I was like, eh. So, yeah. Weirdly for me... I don't know so much about Connor because I watched them with Connor because he's a huge yeah, Coheed fan. Yeah. I got him into Coheed and we are huge, huge fans as well. Okay. And Pathetic. that was probably the best time I've seen them. Really? Did. I know. It's weird. And I agree that the set list wasn't great. I think mainly because um, first time I saw, like, usually the first time you see one of your favourite bands ever, like, it's always going to stick with you. But yeah. I've seen Coheed, I think, six times now. That was my mm-hmm. sixth time seeing them. And I've seen them play Good Apollo, like, in full. Right. Which is one of my favourite albums ever. Yeah. Yep, and great record. weirdly, like, as much as that was brilliant, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just I'd had a flapjack and I was in a really good mood. But <laughs> the Coheed set, I just, I just really, really that's not That's it. legitimately not a drugs thing. <laughs> no, just loves not, flapjack. Yeah, like, two-time flapjack, so... Prog Flapjack. But no, I, I, re- I really, really, really loved <laughs> the Coheed set. And as much as the set list wasn't brilliant, there was like a bit too much stuff from No World for Tomorrow, which is mm. my favourite. Like, mm. of course, I'm going to want more from Good Apollo. I'm going to want more from In Keeping Secrets. But I just really, really loved it. And Connor really, really loved it as well. We were at that forum show. And again, the set list was, was so much better. But yeah. I hate the forum. Oh, really? I really don't like the forum. Mm. I've never been to a gig there where the sound's been very good. Mm. It's getting better. I mean, God, you should have gone in the 90s. My God. Um, yeah. It is appalling, but it used to be so much worse. It's got loads better. Yeah, I'll tell you what, do, I was going to ask you if you do like, um, have you tried the Marks and Spencer's flapjacks? <laughs> They're like Marks and Spencer's flapjack cookies. If you like flapjacks, oh, they're, they're really moist. You don't even need a cup of tea with them. 
Oh, that sounds all right. Yeah, is there an MS nearby? Can we go? There is one around the corner from. Oh, oh fucking hell. There you Have go. you considered doing food items for merch? Uh, oh, did you talk about the pine jam? Oh, yeah. They did a pineapple, P I J N apple, habanero jam. It is. I don't Ooh, like pineapple. It's all right, but yeah. they sold sold out, so I think they're going to make Brilliant. some more. Brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, anyway, that's yeah. Cody and Cambria. That was Thursday. <laughs> that's that's, that was Thursday. Yeah. Um, I'm out Steve? now. What happened, Steve? Yeah, go on. So, okay, do you want it from the start of before I got there, the, the hell of getting there and then the hell of getting out as well? I mean, yeah, I might, we'll cut it. I might worry. cut it, but yeah, go on. <laughs> so basically, I paid 65 quid for a train. Took two days off work, paid 65 quid for a train. Then paid 180 quid for a hotel, which was only five miles away from the the actual Art Tangent site. There is a serious point to all this coming. At the say, end yeah, as well. and then you had to pay for your ticket, obviously, like everyone else there. So that must have been. Really well, I was reviewing it for Metal Hammer magazine. I was meant to be reviewing it for Metal Hammer magazine. So obviously, I was there working. I'm not there to have fun anyway, um, which is lucky because you were there. <laughs> and, um, Someone else ended up having to do uh, the whole Metal Hammer review on their own. Yeah, it? weird that, isn't it? And, that uh, and. Uh, yeah, 50 quid in a taxi to the hotel. Hotel was awful. Like, then got a thing in. And then after Kohi finished, like, I got there, I was a bit like, oh. And then the guys from Palm Reader were like, hey, I know this guy. And he went, I'm driving back to Bristol after the thing. So it's Andy's fault. And No, it's not Andy's fault. Uh, but this guy was like, he just basically, my lift on the Thursday just didn't turn up. Now, there's no signal and no Wi-Fi, nothing on this site at all. It is remote. There's mm-hmm. Wi-Fi in the press area, but yeah. Well, there wasn't. It was actually broken. They were taking people to a thing that okay. day. Um, and so I had to walk into a field in the middle of nowhere at about half 11 at night and try and get a taxi. The taxi couldn't even find where I was. Yeah, that's the Bristol way. so remote. And the guy was calling. It ended up coming about one o'clock in the morning. So I got back to the hotel, woke up the next day. It was shitting it down. I was like, yes, I'm going to go and get a bagel was. or something. Walked out into just the most fucking hideous rain ever. I had to walk 20 minutes to find a post office. The girl in the post office made me a latte, which actually was just black coffee that she'd spat in. <laughs> and um, That's the Bristol way. And <laughs> they didn't even sell crisps in this shop, right? You're joking. They didn't even sell crisps. I was like, I just want a bag of crisps. And they were like, we don't sell crisps. I was like, you don't sell crisps. We don't do what's, crisps around here. We don't do crisps. No. And so I was soaked. I thought, right, I've got time before I've got to get on site. My jeans are soaked, my hoodie's soaked, I'm soaked, I'm going to have a bath. Ran a bath, put some soap, like some bubble bath in there. Drained the bath because the bath was stone cold, right? (laughs) So I I just ran the hot tap, I was like, I'm going to fucking fillet my skin, I'm going to burn my skin, I want it really hot. And You're gonna fillet your skin. I don't know what that meant. Um, (laughs) I know what it means and it doesn't sound (laughs) right. And then... So I was like, fuck, I can't even have a fucking bath. So there was a bit of warm water in the shower, like some, like a, a weasel dribbling on you. It was pathetic, <laughs> like water pressure. The Bristol way? Because the fucking, <laughs> because, well, if this is the Bristol way, fuck it out. Because the, um, the bottom of the bath was so slippery, I stood in the shower, which is also the bath, with all the like, soap on the bottom. And as I got out after my shower, I slipped, I fucking fucked my foot. I fucked my shoulder. I fucked my back. I led on the floor of the in nude <laughs> on the floor of the bathroom Great for about half an hour in fucking agony, and I just went fuck this. 
So I'm shall out. we review this story, guys? I mean... But it was better the first time I heard it, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I won't lie. He's done that four times now. They had a shuttle bus service, which you Not, said... What, you from said, fucking the middle of fucking nowhere? Which no, you didn't. said in a message to me that you are too famous no, for... No, you said that. You said that. <laughs> you said, oh, you could use this, but I you're probably too all... famous. And, and I went, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> yes. I think we can all see joking. where the problem is here. I was obviously joking. And they had a shuttle service back to fucking Bristol Airport. I wasn't staying at Bristol Airport. It's also Temple Mead Station. But I wasn't staying at Bristol Temple Mead Station. I was staying like a in, a, in a place called Churchill, which was about five miles away from is that the where festival. the dog's from? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> No. Oh no 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 no! So no. it was yeah. So yeah, if you do that, then yeah, you're fucked. And it, like I was waiting for a taxi for, till one in the morning with about twenty other people who were all just like, oh fuck, like how the fuck do we get out of here? Mm. So twenty other people weren't prepared properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah weird that. Didn't, <laughs> twenty other people who weren't wearing coats. <laughs> but you know, um, that's what happened. Um, okay, well, whilst um, Steve I think was he smashed it, mate. <laughs> So I'm out, basically. I went home and I went back and, and watched... I was like, oh, I'll be able to watch Pompey on telly and they were pathetic and they lost. So you just get to sit here now. So I just get to sit here now. Get on um, with it. So the first thing that happened on Friday was a post-metal talk, which Brady was a part of. Hello. And Dan went to that, so he yeah. could review that. Dude, I was sat cross-legged looking at my favourite mate. Hello. You're not my favourite. I was going to say, I didn't know you knew Christian that well. <laughs> so the, the lineup for the panel was me... Um, Christian from LLNN and um, wow it's meant I don't I feel like Tom from Bosk should have been there <laughs> are we really going to review the panel yeah the panel <laughs> yeah, was sick like, yeah. it, honest, no, was no 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 favourite thing of the week <laughs> 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 not even lying I know I, oh, he, had, he had a high-vis raincoat on it was sick I mean let's yeah. be honest that weather on the Friday no, no, none of you had a good time it was sick oh, no, yeah. didn't, don't lie you Friday didn't. Friday was fucking that. amazing no we did we did no, yeah. sure sure butter chips under the bus stage sat on a bench staring at a puddle just going I fucking hate you and it, <laughs> that got everything out that helps. <laughs> Uh, honestly, all the all Garlic the stages bike. are covered. Yeah, so all golden. the. I like the thing. It was I, it, the rain on the Friday was fucking miserable. Oh, it was rough. Like it was heavy showers the entire day. It went showers which were consistent. They didn't really stop, and it was from what I don't know nine in the morning till tenish. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was or nine nine or ten. It was a long long time, and it just didn't relent. But yeah, as you say, all the stages are undercover. You're only ever actually in the wet when you're going in between stages so it really wasn't that big a deal um there was like <laughs> I, I guess some if, people if was, just aren't built for the road i think just some people uh Mate, I wouldn't hate know. weather if it was in that fucking weather like the weather was bad i was like fuck this the weather's so bad even like going out to the car i got fucking drenched between the like hotel door to the car yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got fucking absolutely drenched you need a puncture, I, was like, mate. I wouldn't if it was tall supported by Faith in the Morning Fugazi, I wouldn't watch oh, it. Oh, no, you weather. fucking would. No, I wouldn't. No music sounds as good as that weather is bad. What about Brady's talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what it was. You opened the fucking portal to hell by your absolutely. opinion. That, that offensive. I, I said many good things. And uh, was quite charming. So Tom Tom from Bosk was meant to be on this panel, but yeah, he turned up to... forty five minutes into a fifty minute panel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking smashed it. So proud of him. It was great. And then right. you ripped the piss out of yeah. him. So I hear. That's, yeah, it was really 
Yeah. Idiot. Seven not, out of ten. We're not reviewing the panel, guys. <laughs> what else we have think about the panel, actually? <laughs> we have just yeah. reviewed it. So the, um, that is happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. This is the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> If we could just move the camera around. Yeah. Actually, could you just be cameraman? Yeah, cool. I actually, wicked I actually might go and put the football on. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not well, even yeah, joking. That's fine. My just, lot just, of just, just equalised. If you could so, just have it on mute, that's fine. Yeah, I might do that, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 fine. Um, that's all right. Um, so, all I'll right, be back so to close this up. I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> I have some dinner. <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, God. Oh. All right. Put the fucking footy on. <laughs> He's fucking putting on the footy as well. Weird respect for you. Yeah. This, to be I think you've been a bit of a knob, but that's, that's just me. Shall we put the cosy over where uh, Steve was so that he's there in in uh, in, in spirit? That's, that's not if hey, only it was is, that is nice though uh, so the first band I saw was A.A. Williams on the Friday despite ah Williams <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you pronounce it uh, so despite the rain people turned out in droves to see A.A. Williams at 11am uh, and it was a full band performance you go, I mean you're on the same label as the old A.A. Williams aren't you yeah don't change and the, the new A.A. Williams that's right, yeah. Don't change the mics around. It's going to get really confusing. <laughs> I just thought whoever's listening to this. Sorry, John. And no one's listening. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's usually just us two. So I'm not going to fucking listen to this again, am I? A.A. <laughs> a. Williams, Renfrey. Come on, be professional. It's probably the best time I have ever seen her, and I've seen her a lot. Really? Um, yeah. She just sounded huge. Um as her and her band stopped laughing at me um and um they played two new songs which are really really dynamic there's almost like a i think on record she's like very very if people think that she's just going to be like this chilled out singer songwriter it's very intimate on record it's very intimate on record absolutely but live i mean it's like it's almost like cult of lunar-esque levels of dynamism and like it's really really very very heavy um and i thought she was absolutely incredible um she was absolutely brilliant so and then we all went to see we never learned to live didn't we yeah did we yeah so go on guys what did you think they played my favorite song which i've never seen them play before what's that fucking wicked no what's it called shadows in no no it was the one shadows in hibernation they have played that every time We've seen them. Or no, they them. haven't, because I always talk to them. They're like, "Oh no, we're not playing that one. No, we so don't I've play that one." I've not seen them play it before. It was at the uh, Boston Music Rooms thing. Majik. I was at the Boston Music Rooms. I totally saw them play it. I don't know what song you're talking about, but it was this very was good. When you were like, "Yeah, never learn to live." You watch one song and then. Like... Yeah, sounds like me. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> what did you think? Big tune. Big tune. Uh, that was cracking. Yeah, uh, I thought they were. They. They have this really an annoying thing where their singer is so fucking good. Yeah, like, he is, isn't he? It, it is. I, I'm always like, he's got to be miming. Like, it is so, so on point every time. And, um, and like, again, we're kind of friends with them. It's like, I just want to see you fail once. And they still, they won't do it. It's they partic- won't be bad. It's particularly amazing because his melodies are all over the place. Yeah. They're like really... As you heard from my impression. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if elasticated is the correct word, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like they are, they are all over the place, you yeah, know. he doesn't sit in like one sort of 
register. Yeah, 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 exactly. It reminds me, I mean, we have said this before, but it reminds me of uh, Hellas for Heroes. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that band, but, oh, mate, they're brilliant. But Justin Schulzberg, the uh, vocalist of that band, the kind of vocal acrobatics remind me of that. They had a couple of uh, tech issues, which was a shame, but overall, I thought it was probably the best time I've ever seen them. For me personally, I've only seen them a few times. Did you see them at the Black Heart Headland show that we played? No, I didn't. They were really. I don't know why I brought that up. I actually agree with you. I was like, they were fantastic then, but actually, yeah, thinking about it, wasting my was, time. This was the best of a lot of the a lot of arts and gent was seeing kind of friends bands get the attention they deserve. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that tent it, was rammed. Yeah, that's what it felt like with them, and as well, like because I mean. We got to bed like pretty early. I mean, considering we were up at ten for Brady's tour, I mean, we never learned to live wrong at like what eleven thirty-five. Yeah, which for a festival is very very early. early yeah, and yeah. like you could see, they were just like, "You're all here." Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Well, I think this is the thing that's really encouraging about it. Like one of my favorite things about the Arctangent crowd is they. <coughs> will come rain or shine or whatever and it was fucking horrible conditions they will be there yeah, they everyone will come made out. the effort that's yeah. what was really cool yeah about it, it doesn't matter how hungover they are doesn't matter like how how many times they slip over <laughs> everyone made the effort <laughs> yeah. that's everyone really cool will be there it. everyone like li- not not a single man not a single not, not a single not, not human. That anyone noticed oh, that <laughs> Um, then you guys went to see cattle. I don't know cattle. Who were cattle? I did. Yeah. Right. I thought we were going to see Slow Crush actually, right. um, and just wandered in, and I was like, "This isn't Slow Crush." Uh-huh. And we were with Pine and uh, a bunch of people. Of they were really yeah. good. We'll get on to that. Um, That'll be next. Yeah. Come on, mate. Let's do an order. Play yourself. And we we wandered. He's left, and you're having a Yeah, I know. You're the next natural one in line. <laughs> Uh, then I'm coming for you. Yeah, all right. um, and then you're going to take over the podcast. Absolutely. Oh God. Oh, what sleeping a treat that'd enemy. be, dear listeners. Um, I forgot to speak of sleeping with the enemy. We uh, we slept with each other after the Riot Act birthday special. Didn't That's we? exactly how I wish that you said that <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we in a public actually, forum. We haven't actually talked we about that had yet. Sex. No, well that's is not what true. we did. But yeah. we slept in the same bed together. And we it had a lovely big talk. Really nice. nice. Yeah, that was good. All right, uh, tell me about cattle. So uh, we turned up, and I knew they were the band with the drummers. Is basically ah. the gist of them, and okay. they have two drummers, center stage, vocalist in the corner, bassist, guitarist, and uh. I thought they had a guitarist. Okay. I'm, I may be losing it. Anyway, it was very intense. Okay. Um, it was weird. It was really <laughs> weird. Was, yeah. In what respect? It was I very primal. <laughs> it was very like having the drummers at the center stage was clearly a, a, a choice because of how much of the space of that band they occupy. It was... Mm-hmm. You know how Cult of Luna have two drummers and mm-hmm. one guy's playing the beats and one, most of the time the other guy's like complimenting him and like mm-hmm. accenting cymbals or doing percussion. This was two guys just fucking going ham. Like it was, it was, uh, it was maximalism to a, to a very, a very uh, ridiculous extent. It was both minimalist and maximalist, mm. which is what was, the thing I felt was, if you'd have walked into that tent and saw them all just before they're about to do their first song, sitting down, you think, right, bassist, synth, two drummers, 
bloke over there with a mic. Like, you would not think that what they came out was what they came out with was what they'd have come out with. Okay. It sound like I I still don't know how to describe them, and I'm that's not necessarily me saying they're like completely unique. Like the vocalist to me sounded like a hardcore version of the bloke from Sleepwood Mods. Oh wow! And the drummers yeah. were kind of. Going like there. it was shouted and it was noisy and it was heavy um but it was yeah it was very they, they'd drop into like a very weird groove that was like quite melodic and we'd all be sat there just like mm, yeah like getting wow. some and then they'd just be like a noise section and there was a lot of like purely from that list on the way down a lot of the sumac style drumming the, the kind of really repetitive intense Tom Heavy stuff was in there as well. Uh, it was really entertaining. Okay. And almost as entertaining was seeing Connor stood a row behind us, fucking hating it. Like, <laughs> really did not want to be there. At one point, I turned to him and she went, You're all right. And he just went, It's a fucking shambles. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we came out of the tent and we're like, We're all, you know, you come out of the tent, you come, Oh, we're so and so. And you're like, You're all mingling around, waiting for each other. He just stormed through. He's like, I'm not fucking having this. <laughs> It was so good. Yeah, it was, I don't know if they're a band that I delve super far into, but for what it was, which was we finished watching We Never Learned to Live, oh, there's this band with all the drummers, should we go see them? Holy shit, okay, this is weird. It was kind of like, oh, okay, that was a cool little discovery. And I had a really good time. Yeah, it was all right. All right, amazing. Okay, cool. Um, And then you guys went to see Slow Crash. Uh, yeah, I saw a little bit. Again, this, this is one of those bands that I... Didn't really get on record, but I hoped that live it would make a difference. And it did. Yes. I think it's a production thing Ooh. for me, but also I didn't stay for the whole set. So that kind of like, again, them being a Holy Royal band and uh, Pine toured with them and said they were great and, you know, really, really fun to tour with a great live band. I wanted more from it. But mm-hmm. I feel like I am going to go back to the record now. They're not a typical Holy Roll band, though, are they? Because they're, no. they're, they're a pretty straight-ahead shoegaze band. Yeah. Uh, Dan, you seem less convinced. Well, I, I'm in the same position in that I only saw a few songs. Uh-huh. But, again, it was a thing of... I mean, what really turned me on some of their long sleeves is just gorgeous. Oh, but, no. <laughs> no, the one with the Aurora. Yeah. Oh, well. I do know the one I mean, yeah. No, I, they're a band that when people talk about things like black gays and shoe gays and mm. like anything gays, oh God. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, it can, like, I always, my ears always prick up and they're a band that I thought I was really, really going to love. And whenever I listened to them, it was a thing of, okay, yeah, I think I see where this is getting at. Yeah. And it just... Again, I wanted, went to go see him live and just thought, right, how is this going to go? And unfortunately, I think their sound is so shoegaze, I don't really know what to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's mm. it's a sat like, the songs and what they're playing is something I really, really want to love and I think I would love. But whether it was sound issues or, or anything like that, there's just something about them that I couldn't quite latch on to. And it was, and it was just a, a moment of, Oh, I was really hoping this was going to be the moment. Mm-hmm. Where it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. a Slow Crush fan now. 
still want to be, by the way, guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I really like them. And actually, I have to say that when I went to see them live, um, I think it was at Portals earlier this year, I, I, my like for them took quite a step up and I went back mm. to the album. I really enjoyed it. Um, I am massively into that whole shoegaze thing as well. That anyway, but then yeah. you kind of are as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I you pick that. and choose, don't you? Yeah, the thing is with a lot of genres and especially kind of not to say that Slowpush are like just hype or anything like that. But no, shoegaze and blackgaze and things like that are yeah. a very hype thing. At the anything like, gaze. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I um, I do pick and choose. So like stuff like Death Heaven, I'm not. Um, oh, I like Death Heaven. I'm really like I I like Sunday though. Like, I like mm. it. Mm. I'm if I was to get a rating or something, probably six from six like seven. Or something. <sighs> I, I know it's an album that across the board everyone absolutely adores, and didn't care for New Bermuda, didn't care for the, the newest uh, one. Ordinary either. corrupts I'm, human I'm love. Yeah. A bit of a tangent, but like there's just a lot of that kind of stuff. It just kind of. Just gets lost in a wash for me, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I know that's the point, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't defend that because I think that is the point. <laughs> but yeah, fair enough. Is fair enough. Um, I think then me and Brady, we went to see Birds in Row. I think mm. that's the next band. Uh, there were loads of other bands that we all missed because we're idiots. We are idiots. But, um, I, mean, I mean, I will say that at this point, I was like, okay, I think I can have a brief respite from them. Yeah. Uh, Brad but then Pitt I came back name. Um, and saw uh, Birds in Row, uh, mm. French sort of post-hardcore piece, I'd say, with a bit of Fugazi mixed with a bit of At The Drive-In. Would you say that's fair? Yeah. So What did you think? It's not for me. Oh, it's really? My, yeah, I... Thank you. <laughs> oh no I know you saw them very recently yeah, didn't you and it was really fine <laughs> really <laughs> it was really fine like the sound like everything about them I should love yeah everything about them I should love and I've, I've known about them since the first album which is like seven years old now mm. but yeah like, for whatever reason like there's so many things about them that tick all the boxes but like it's you know that feeling when you're watching a band live and you every fiber of your being really wants to get into it and when you do really get into something you get that push and you're like yes this is brilliant maybe how it was for you and, and, and slow crush mm. you're hooked you're there forever mm-hmm. this was like i was so teetering on the edge of really really liking it and it just sat at strong six which is still a decent <sighs> score but like it's too close to the middle Okay. Yeah, it, it feels like I don't know. This sounds way more harsh than I mean it because they don't do anything that I think is bad at all. Mm. There's no point where I go, I'll turn that off. It's like, well, it's, it's fine, but it's so close to how I would describe melodic hardcore that uh, it doesn't do enough for me. Because, like, again, we both said we pick little bits and bobs from each genre. This is very much what does melodic hardcore sound like? This it's a little bit scrappier than mm-hmm. maybe like a defeater or someone like that, yeah. who I do quite like. But yeah, probably a little bit too scrappy for what I like. And they they put in a good performance. There was mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But just not for me. But I was with a couple of people who fucking love them. So I, I think it being a scrappier is exactly what I like about it. Okay. I think because defeater are a little bit too clean for me, which sounds a little bit silly to say because Devita are hardly clean. Mm. But 
compared to Birds and Rogue. I think they're mm. a bit clean. And uh, I love the fact that it feels like it's about to fall apart at any second, but it never mm. quite does. Um, I mean, I thought they were astonishing, I've got to say. Took me a little while to get into the album. Um, Steve, who's enjoying himself over on the sofa there, you really liked the Rochdale last album. Rochdale of Discord against Sunderland. He's quite happy with that. More, very, football, more football updates to come. You very much uh, enjoyed the last record, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Come actually. over here. Let me come over. Um, yeah, I did, actually. I thought it was really good. I was I was really looking forward to seeing uh, Birds in Row, actually. But mm. I probably... But I probably, oh no, not actually enough to, <laughs> to stay in. But um, uh, I probably would have watched the algorithm. Well, I would have watched the algorithm anyway, because they were clashing with uh, yeah, Apparently yeah, they were pants. Yeah. Mm. But I like all that, don't I? Mm. I like all that. So Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, basically. Thanks, Steve. You can pop back to the sofa now. <laughs> no, right. I'm back now. You're going to talk about... Um, I'm about to talk about The Ocean, uh, who I went to see. Unfortunately, they got their sort of German prog metal collective uh they were late due to their flight being delayed due they to bad weather bloody late at complexity as well they were does anyone they? want some marmite cheese right <laughs> 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 mate i don't know if anyone wants some marmite cheese at home does but, anyone uh, want some marmite cheese do you want a bit of marmite I've got some little miniature marmite cheeses i'm okay i just feel I'm, like i want to i'm a marmite hater i'm afraid sorry i'm also sorry. a hater you're being quite the host, aren't you? When you're not hosting. Have your dunkers, mate. Oh, apparently there's a Mackey's nearby. All right, all right, guys. All right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's discuss this later. Um, I want to discuss it now. Do you guys know the ocean? So I know them. <laughs> um, they're, well, fine. They're a prog metal band who like talk about Earth and stuff. I watched them yeah. with you at Complexity. Oh, yeah. And then you fell asleep. <laughs> Yo, I'm glad you said that on the podcast. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I watched them with you at Complexity. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I yeah. I, do you want to cut that? Uh, I don't. I haven't decided yet. Um, I just do a just do a fresh one, just in case you do. <laughs> Rent free. You watched the ocean next to new. I actually watched them with you at Complexity. They're all right, weren't they? Yeah, I really enjoyed the ten minutes that I saw at Complexity. Good. Um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, good. Um, and. Uh, Yes, I, I thought they were brilliant at Arc Tangent, and I'd had um, far less brownies at that point. So, um, and the songs from the new album sounded absolutely brilliant. Obviously, they were meant to play about fifty minutes or fifty-five minutes, and they only got to play about half an hour. So it was That's all a bit like rushed and truncated. Uh, I think they did four. Bloody hell! If I am, mm, if memory serves, I think it was four, which was probably double what I saw when I saw them at Complexity. Um, mm. But it was. Good. Is that is that new album good? Yeah, it's really good, isn't it, Steve? Just yeah. just shout. I, yeah. It's all right. Yeah. yeah Steve really likes it. Yeah. The um the yeah. album covers awesome and it makes yeah. me really want to get into it, but I've not had the time because I'm just so busy run free. I was really pleasantly surprised by it. I, I remember sitting down to listen to it. I was like, oh prog metal. Uh, and <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> and I thought it was great. It was really it's a really good record actually. Um give it a bash. I then went to see Sleep Token, and I believe, Dan, that you saw a couple of uh, songs of Sleep yeah. Token. Now, I'm very interested about your opinion on this, because this is a band that people have opinions on. As do I. Yes. It's fucking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. It's so... 
walked out and my mate said they looked like an Aldi version of Sun. Ah! <laughs> Which was quite, at the time, I was like, shut up. Sun, but with those like was, square brackets instead. It was like the moodiest intro I'd ever seen for something that is the least moody. It was like, they come on and there was a vocal choir of two yep. The left hand side of the stage. Side. That's they cool. now they now have three backing singers, which is a new-ish thing. That's sick. Yeah. And it was just that thing of like, you know, when you, you see a band come on stage and you get an idea. Like if you saw Knock Loose come on stage, like you'd see the singer and go, okay, hardcore. But the other guys, like they look like a thrash metal band. It's like okay, okay. Mm-hmm. but like you wouldn't be entirely surprised by what they play. Mm-hmm. This I was so surprised. Was this and like your first time you saw Ghost? A little bit, but I I'd heard Ghost before I saw uh, them. But uh-huh. it was a similar thing of like, yeah. right, this is gonna be like the, the most horrible black metal ever, and then Lucifer, which is <laughs> sick, but also like. But yeah, Sleep Token came on. They had the choir to the left, one guitarist, one bassist, all these masks, all these hoods, and mm-hmm, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yep. And started singing like top forty vocal lines. Yeah, which it. I don't have anything against, but it was like. Okay, he's, he can. He's Sam Smith. I mean, he's a he, he's he's a great singer. He is, is a, he is a great exposed on right act. It is Sam Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so he came on and started singing that, and it was a very long intro before yes. anything actually kind of kicked in, and then it went into a kind of standard, I guess, simple gent riff. And yeah. when the choir would sing, it sounded like Bon Iver. Yeah. Oh, this is lovely. Yep. And then it'd go back into like top forty gen, and it was like top forty gen. Yeah, and I just—I <laughs> don't know if it was confusion or anger, but I, I stayed for I think three songs, and it's just like <laughs> just shaking your fists I at the sky. A good spot for Palm Reader uh-huh. right now, and which is exactly what I went and did. Yeah. I still am not fully decided on Sleep Token. I feel like at the time it was like, oh, fuck this, I can't be asked with that, but. I want like because cause they're so hype. I can't lie. I do want to look into them a bit more. Yeah. Because I can completely see why people love them. Yeah. Completely see why people love them. Yeah. But just for me, it was such a. Ugh, it, it, made, it felt a bit sickly to me, I get all of that actually I've been very nice to Sleep Token in the past I first heard their second EP I believe it was didn't have a clue what it was going to be oh, it comes Nazareth in, on it uh, yes that's pretty good that's a I great song like that. um, it comes in and we've described it in the past as it sounds all cinematic orchestra E, which is kind of like I don't know a bit of trip jazz trip hop and it's all lovely and very nice Bon Iver is not a bad shout as well and then uh, goes into sort of yes uh, uh, v- vanilla Meshuggah I suppose like, Meshuggah <laughs> yeah. but with less technical aspects um, yeah, it was and this is one of those examples where a band, rather than meshing genres together, was, they it is it is genre A bit, genre B bit. Yeah, exactly. It's so frustrating because it is, it is. I I quite like what they do in isolation. Yeah. But Same. certainly everything I've heard, apart from a couple of those new singles, which are a little bit more, um, a little bit more involved. But most of it is here's a really nice indie-esque song here's a breakdown and i i I want them to do more with it because they're very good at the 
the songs mm. and and the the heavy bits it's like well it's a heavy bit i'm an idiot that likes metal i can get into a heavy <laughs> bit i just want it to i want oh, oh god no i've been done um yeah i just i want it to to work a bit more together which is why i didn't and see them yeah well i saw them at st pancras old church um earlier this year and they were um i mean i'd go as far as to say it's one of the best shows i've seen this year wow. but that was partly down to the crowd who were absolutely devoted oh, yeah. there were people hashtag come, worship hashtag worship yeah there were people who'd come from like overseas to come to this gig so the Man. atmosphere of that show was electrifying it was incredible I hadn't actually listened. They've released. They're releasing a single once every two weeks so or something. <laughs> I looked into this because I got I got the email for the the all the press notes, which obviously Steve didn't read. Um, and, obviously, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and it was that they're re- they're releasing every track on the album as yes. a single, yes. at, at like w- to do with the phases of the moon. Yes. So it's at like it's yes. at like sundown. <laughs> Uh, every couple of weeks well the like, the album is called sundown yeah exactly well. yeah, and yeah, um yeah. i i thought that was quite cool um and Tan didn't. oh more fo- <laughs> football oh football update <laughs> portsmouth <laughs> nah, 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 nah. that's two one to yeah oh tommy will be gutted um um so, yeah i so i have been very kind to them in the past this was the first time i didn't bother to listen to the, i just want to listen to the record when i yeah get it said yeah, you yeah, know, I know I, you this whole like single every two weeks thing i i can't really be fucked with to be honest so um this was my first time hearing the new songs and i have to say i was enormously disappointed that the formula you you say that you think they're a bit more meshed up a little bit a, a very I, not enough for me I, or maybe I, they didn't play the ones that maybe I've yeah heard. maybe 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 or maybe I, you've got bad ears <laughs> <who knows? laughs> i just it, it, they every oh, i don't know how long did they play for 40 minutes something like that mm. every single song had exactly the same song structure um and I, now i'm now i'm starting to get a little bit worried about yeah. them because i i was really hyping them initially and now i'm not so it was sure. like that's the thing i felt i had them sussed out within a few songs yeah which yeah it's not necessarily a bad thing i mean you go see mention them again you go see not glue you've got them sussed out and then yes yes stay yes Yes. whereas yeah it was i want to know what their deal is Mm. like even mentioning this stuff to do with phases of the moon Mm. like i'm sat thinking well is there something in there but it just left such a sour taste and that's not because of my mind (laughs) it's beginning to the masks and The masks and stuff is beginning to feel a little more gimmicky than I wanted it to. Initially, I was behind it, but I, th- I don't know. I might be wrong. I'd love to be proved wrong. I think it'd be interesting to see whether they stay at this level of hype because everyone mm. in the kind of like tech fest scene is like 100% sold. They did a yeah, secret yeah, set definitely. last year and it was like fucking hell. Like yeah, yeah. Everyone went for it. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just, I hope that they grow and evolve and move past the hype and just turn into a really fucking good band because they've clearly got the chops to get there. Yeah. But it's it's how 
whether that's what they want to do. Absolutely. Um, one thing, I, one additional thing I will say is the last thing for them. They have now got rid of their keyboard player and the keyboards are back on track, which oh, is not, was uh, livid. not something Bloody I like. Hell. Uh, so don't do that. Uh, we all then went to see Palm Reader, although I've spoken about Palm Reader loads on this. So I'm going to give it yeah. to, over to you too. Just idiots, aren't they? <laughs> Brilliant idiots. So, Palmy are another band that, similar to Pine, uh, when, I mean, I've, I've known about Palmy for as long as Steve's been talking about them on other podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I never Uh-oh, really... immediate cut. <laughs> <laughs> immediate cut, yep. But um, I never really fully got it. And oh. that's not because I didn't like it. I think around the time uh, Bad Weather and Beside the Ones We Love came out, that was just as I was starting to really know what hardcore was. Mm-hmm. And around that time, Palm Reader aren't the band that are like, at the forefront of that necessarily. So I started mm-hmm. listening to yeah. a bunch of other things. So I started with Converge and things like that. Fair. Uh, and I've uh, our mutual mate Kev, he really, really loved besides the one besides the ones we love, and I love mm-hmm. the artwork. And so oh, I, I gave it a go. And lovely flowers. It was another feeling of okay, this clearly isn't bad. I just don't really know what it is. I don't know what makes good hardcore. I don't know what makes bad hardcore. So I gave it a go, and that was it. Like, I, okay. I never returned to it, and. Then we played a few shows with them and it was like, right, okay, this is it. I'm going to get the Palm Reader experience. And it was like, they are a machine. Mm-hmm. They are such yep. machines. But again, it was like, I don't know what to make of this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't say I'm a fan, but I can't say I don't like them either. Like I'm just not really mad fussed. But this set, it was like, oh. Oh, good. You know, when you guys always say like, why won't people wake up to Palm Reader? Mm-hmm. That set felt like me waking up to Palm Reader. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Easily the, the, we've played with them a bunch of times and that was easily the best time I've, saw, I've seen them. Sorry. Mm. It was fantastic. It was up there for me and I've seen them a lot. So, uh, uh, any, any I'm, I'm, There's very little to add to that. Mm. They astound me with... Uh, I watched them side stage at Trees right next to uh, Sam's Amp and hearing the actual sound that that band get live it is so perfect for the kind of music they make it was like fuck i wish i was out there experiencing Mm. it properly so to be out there for this set it was it's so impressive they are a really really impressive band um and really it helps technical to, yeah so uh, much more technical than a lot of people oh here he comes oh oh hey. grandpa hill um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you got something to say have you uh grandpa oh, well, like palm reader <laughs> yes okay just, it's half time so i thought i'd kind of sit in there. <laughs> uh, yeah. um i've also tweeted a picture of you three as well oh, have so, you? Oh, yeah. cracking. excellent so that's available I'll retweet that and then some people might see it in a bit. (laughs) Oh, yeah, please sponsor us, Marmite, even though I... Like so what are we talking about? Palm Reader. Palm, Reader, Palm, Reader. Palm, Palm Reader were. Of course they were. Um, they were fantastic. They were better than they were at Trees, in my opinion. Um, I thought the sound was a little off for Trees. Um, they usually have a phenomenal time at Trees. Sounded great on stage. <laughs> That's rare. Um, but uh, they were absolutely amazing at uh, Arc Tangent. Yeah, yeah, I've talked about them. Really a lot, impressive. So I don't really have anything else to say? Um, Assholes though. 
Oh, terrible people. Nasty, did, nasty people. I did uh, run into, as we were leaving the site on Sunday morning... I actually really like them as people. Walked, <laughs> lied Stephen Hill. Um, walked past the VIP bar and Andy stumbled out, still drunk, and was like, everyone's gone home. I'm too drunk to drive. I've just got to sit here all day now. Yeah, I, I was, was I was I hanging was... out with them on the last night and uh, yeah, yeah, they were fun. drunk. Yeah, that's good. I just wanted <laughs> to to fun. let everyone know that Andy Gillen is an irresponsible idiot. <laughs> and that, um, yep. yeah, that, that was all really. Crack on. Yes, as am I, which they've just started writing, I believe. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Speaking of irresponsible idiots, Black Peaks featuring Jamie Lennon. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that felt like it could have been harsh, didn't it? <laughs> um, this was a proper fucking special set, wasn't it? You saw this, didn't you, Brady? Uh, yeah, I saw I saw the majority of it, yeah. Oh, my shitting days. Um, I thought this was extraordinary. I thought Black Peaks... You know what? Like, when you... I've seen Black Peaks more than I would care to... Me- In fact, I think I've seen them about 28 <laughs> more times. More than I would like to have. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them so much because I've been on tour with them and I've done, like I've seen them a lot. Don't, you can't whisper to me. Okay. <laughs> he thinks he's a rock star, doesn't he, Stephen? <laughs> and, yes. um, you know, when that happens, you get some slightly complacent with even amazing bands because, you know, you just see them all the time. Um, seeing Black Peaks, but just with a little tweak and a little difference, just made me go, oh yeah, they're one of the best bands in the UK. And I totally forgot, <laughs> um, you know, and obviously with all the, you know, troubles that Will's been having and stuff, get well, Will. Um, I, you know, we haven't seen them properly for a little while or a few months and, seeing them with jamie i mean jamie was so brilliantly respectful did such a good job of singing the songs but also bringing himself to it um he you know in turn i mean a few people you know just no disrespect to jamie at all because he's a wonderful vocalist but will is next level vocalist and there were a lot of people who were like god is he gonna be able to do it for the most part, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely could. If I was being mega nitty pit nicky, nicky picky, nicky picky. If my name was <laughs> Nicky Picky, I might say that there were like two notes in Saviour that maybe wasn't quite there. But oh, yeah, Saviour. Fucking bin him off then. Ridiculous. So yeah, for him yeah. To be able to cross over this far exactly. It's stunning. Yeah. It's. Did stunning. he play guitar? No. Okay. So that was interesting as well. So yeah. Jamie without a guitar, it's like, oh, this is weird. Uh, he's uh, usually like, miming anyway. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's like seeing James Hetfield without a guitar when he burnt his arm around the black yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, this is cool, but a little bit, a little bit weird. But it felt, to me, it felt properly special. And they played two Ruben songs as well, Suffocation of the Soul. And uh, every time a teenager listens to drum and bass, a rock star dies. Yeah, mate. I didn't because you're a big idiot. I'm a big idiot. I only watched a few songs. Oh. You should take an Arnold Schwarzenegger's advice. Stick around. <laughs> <laughs> stick around, Dan. Come on, Dan. <laughs> stick around in my place on Ruben. <laughs> it's going to be a big Ruben fan, is he? <laughs> well, Arnold Schwarzenegger. He yeah, loves massively. Ruben. Yeah. yeah, he loves He prefers Ruben. Million Dead. <laughs> um, I'll get him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Frank, but your beef with Frank Turner. Come on. 
<laughs> just wants to write a, an album with women. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going again. Um, <laughs> oh, um, what did Sorry. You, what did you guys think? Of Black Peaks. Did you see, you saw it, Brady, right? Yeah. Didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. What you keep you asking me. Do you not trust me? <laughs> you haven't said anything. I know I've been talking, but you haven't said anything. No, no, it was good. It was really good. Um, again, they're a band that took me quite a while to get into. And um, I, I wasn't worried because I'm, I'm aware of Jamie Lemon and how ridiculous he is. Um, a friend of ours... Um, who is a huge fan of both uh, Lenman and Peaks? We were chatting before the oh, festival, and he did. We were we were chatting, and he was like, "To be honest, I'm a little bit worried that Jamie's gonna bring too much of himself to it, or make it uh, just a bit weird, or yeah. yeah, or weird or silly." And he was mm. like, "No, he didn't. It no, was, not it at was all. Very, very composed. Mm. He brought. I thought he brought the exact correct line, the exact correct balance between." bringing a bit of himself to it but not but appreciating and realizing yeah. this is black peaks show yeah. i am just here as you know a one-off frontman thing mm, and yeah. i thought it was um pr- pretty close to perfect i have to say it was my favorite set of this day by a mile because um, we didn't bloody play and that was correct right before so russian circles came on straight after them right yeah. oh you're back to hosting duties now no are i'm you? just asking well, just <laughs> russian circles were on immediately after that yes back to hosting duties. <laughs> <laughs> um russian circles are favorites at arc tangent and uh this is the second time they've played the arc stage which is effectively the main stage they always go down extremely well at arc tangent because yeah it's, they're just a classic arc tangent band fairly partisan crowd um Despite being quite lukewarm towards the last record a couple of weeks ago, mm. um, I have to say they did play, I think, five songs from Blood Year and uh, I was Ooh. loving every fucking minute. So uh, oh, really? fair play me. Fair play me. <laughs> fair, uh, play fair play Renfrew. <laughs> fair play me. Fair yeah. play um, uh, Yeah, I thought it was fucking great. They played a great set. Um, they had a few technical issues, which was a bit of a pain because it would have been sublime drink um if they had uh not had those tech issues but um yeah they were reliably brilliant i love that band so much any love for russian circles guys uh (laughs) there we go i saw them two years ago at tangent and not really liking instrumental music that much i thought they were fantastic was that on the yokai yes that was the best time i've ever seen them yeah i was like fucking hell this is really heavy um but i i went to bed after black peaks so silly boy i uh yeah i'd had a day oh yeah this is just me for the rest of the day okay so then i went to see frontier i was pretty cooked by this point (laughs) um i was professional (laughs) as ever i was yeah um and uh i actually um (laughs) i was kind of yeah are you you fucking professionaling me You absolutely can't. Uh, the both of you are right off to the <laughs> Should we just do the podcast from now on? I was mm. going to go in for Frontier, but it got really, really um, um, packed very quickly. And I was like, oh, I'm a bit too drunk for this. So I went side of stage uh, for the first time of the festival. Um, so over halfway through before I became side stage wanker. Yeah. Well done, me. Well done. Uh, Upgraded yourself from regular wanker. <laughs> Mm. Um, I mean, Frontier were just total carnage as usual. Seeing it from the side of the stage was just felt even more 
carnage to be honest for some reason or maybe that was the booze i'm not sure so upset that i missed this um <laughs> i could only stay for about half an hour because actually un- just like your band uh last year in february made you sick they, they i didn't i wasn't actually sick uh-huh. i reckon if i'd stayed for the whole of their set i think i would have been sick uh, so i had to leave because i was just like i can't handle this leave to watch battles though right no i went to see brutus oh Ow. <laughs> it helps I heard battles while I was going to bed. Oh, go on then. Oh, <laughs> I mean, not <laughs> that we can re- we can review that. I, I mean, yeah, I can't. I can't review. Okay. It, like, Glad I you mentioned it. A lot of people that um, they didn't actually play a standard a set of songs. They did very weird things with all of their songs. Right. So the only one that even resembled like how it was on record was what's the one from Little Big Planet. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they play that one normally. But yeah. I, Battles are a band that people assume that I would love, and I, I, they do nothing for me. Um, I think you would probably call them a Brentfrey core band, mm. disparagingly. Um, but I, I <laughs> have apps. Sorry. I, I've never got them. I've just, I just don't get it. And um, I love Brutus, so I went to see them instead. They good. They were fantastic. Um, talked about them a lot, so I won't say loads because they were incredible as usual. Um, I still think the songs from Nest, their second album, are absolutely blinding, whereas the Brutus songs are quite good. Um, but they played a nice mix of both, and they were fantastic. Have seen them for an hour was really cool as well. They did twelve songs. They were just brilliant. A brilliant way to close that day, I thought. Um, and it stopped raining at this point. Yes, just just it had stopped raining around this point. And then and then silent disco and then bed. Um and then on the Saturday, first thing in the morning, you guys didn't get out for the old night. Absolutely act. not. Absolutely not a chance. I was re- no, I was really upset again about missing this. Yeah. Um I'm not gonna review my own panel. No, well people will be able to hear this soon, right? Oh, people will out. be able to hear it. Um Sick. I think we'll do it next week because I'm really tired this week yeah. and there's a lot going on. Um but um uh, so I'm not going to review it, but I am just going to say very, very quickly, thank you so much. Loads of people came out, around 200, maybe 250 people came out at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I, you know, I would have been happy with 30. Um, so I was really, really pleased when we had a great panel, uh, including Pedro from Frontera, Greg from Carbon, Justine from Employed to Serve, Serena from Svalbard and Rabia from Tosca. And it was yeah. great. Um, oh, Dan, 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 they mentioned <laughs> it repeatedly out. on the podcast. Just wrong like, I just want to point out, I think the 200 people probably there for members of Carbomb and Frontera uh, you as say, much as they were. You were. say that on the programme, yeah. all it said was Riot Act podcast uh, panel, discussion. panel discussion. Got the programme here like a professional. Yeah, but it was tweeted that he was Yeah, well, it was it. tweeted, but you know. Just trying to like... Nah. To be honest, they probably thought it was going to be well, me. They, they, heard they? How, <laughs> they heard how good ours was. I'm glad you're <laughs> back. Fucking hell. Um, but no, that's good. I'd actually spread around the whole site that you'd left at this point, so everyone knew it wasn't going to oh, be. Okay, all right, sweet. <laughs> uh, bloody spread relieved. it around. <laughs> He's gone home. Look how many people would turn up if you weren't here every week. Be cracking that. <laughs> no, mate. It's harsh. Sorry, I take that back. Come on, we've already called and, him Grandpa. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, Sorry. So then the first band I went to see were Wildcat Strike. Um, I talked about these guys a lot. The dynamism that they have is just amazing. It's basically 
explosions in the sky meets brand new, if I'm allowed to say that still. Um, You're allowed to say it sounds like brand new. Yeah, it sounds like brand new mixed with explosions in the sky. Danny has this really awesome, unique voice. I'm not going to say loads about them now because um, they had quite a few technical issues and I'm actually going to see them again in two weeks. So I'd rather review them then, which I think is going to be fairer. But I like them a lot. They are great. Um, then you guys want to see the St. Pierre Snake Vision. Yeah. Yeah. Another one of my you manage, yeah, you manage them, so you really, can't talk about. But it was the first time I'd seen them live. Ah, okay. Um, so I started working with them based purely off that record, and actually, you guys reviewing that record was a big part of me um, starting to talk to them. Oh god, um, I'm gonna have to apologise to Damien for that. Yeah, you will. Yeah, mm. he hates you. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I they they did pretty much everything I wanted them to, and Damien said some stuff to the crowd, <laughs> which was. <laughs> Interesting. God, this review's uh, going downhill a little bit. Is what it? did he say? <laughs> he was just a bit of a twat, wasn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Was there, was yeah, there? no, you weren't there. Um, have you seen him before? No. I, I, I'm not sure whether it was the occasion or that's what he's always like. It was. Uh, I, I, I don't like it when bands talk to the crowd. Typically, oh, okay. And there was there was probably about eighty twenty music. 80% music, 20% talking, which for me is a little bit much. That does sound about right for St. Pierre. Mm. Damien does have a um, heightened uh, uh, persona on stage yeah. where he, um, he, he he dials up all of his wanker yeah, it, traits. No, um, it, sometimes it, it's really amusing. Yeah. Um, Self-deprecating narcissist. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, it was funny. I, it just fe- it felt very surreal. Actually, yeah. I um. I've definitely met people who like have not realised it's a bit of an act. Yeah. If that makes sense. And yeah. and I've basically been like, that guy's a fucking prick. <laughs> um. But it. He's clearly not though. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 I want to know what he said now. I. I it's just like the thing is, I I watched it and. I mean, I really like the album as well. And like when some of those riffs get, they didn't play my favourites, but when the riffs kicked in, it was just like, oh, oh, yeah, sick. it was fucking mm. wicked. But yeah, I didn't realise. Like, I've heard his episode with you guys and stuff. And mm. There is a bit of that persona there, mm-hmm. and seeing it heightened live, I was kind of like, oh, this is a bit strange. But mm. like Freddie was saying in the car, like it, it's it's kind of for show. Like, don't worry, mm. he's not an actual dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, and yeah, like looking back now, it's just like, oh yeah, he's just kind of riding people along. Yeah. Like, and I, I think it it was very much like, people always talk about there being like no rock stars anymore. It was definitely the most rock star thing that I'd seen at Art Tangent that yeah. weekend. And it felt like they were a little bit like I don't know, it, it felt like an actual performance which mm-hmm. typically i'm not super into but it it it's it works for me um uh the the performance song wise as well was fantastic they're so heavy yeah they it's, really it's are like especially live yeah, yeah they're massive um no kazoos though this time i like oh. the sound of that that's being horrible to people in the crowd. Yeah, yeah you would yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, I like you that. really need to go and see I him. I thought yeah, it would have yeah, been yeah. well up your street. You would love it. Um, I hung around after Wildcat Strike to see Midas Fall, who are a Scottish duo. Um, they actually had four members playing on stage for their live show. Um, but they've got a kind of post-rock vibe married with elements of goth and electronica. Hello. 
Um, initially, I was a little unsure because the vocalist... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm talking about post-rock, so Steve's fucked off now. Uh, <laughs> initially, I was a little bit unsure about the vocals of um, Elizabeth Heaton, her name is, as they felt, they felt a bit kind of wispy, wafy, ghostly, like... Um, I'm sorry, that was me. That was sick, man. <laughs> it was just a little bit like... It was a little bit wispy for me, but then she started using her full voice. I was like, oh, hello. And I don't recall a half an hour set where I've gone f so strongly from feeling like a vocalist is okay to at the end being like, oh, wow, she's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think I just prefer her when she's using her full voice kind of thing. But she, she mm. was really, really good. Um, the guitarist Rowan Byrne was this amazingly fierce presence on stage as well. And it's quite... This traditional idea of that post-rock bands are boring to look at, which even as a post-rock devotee, I'm not going to lie, they often are, um, certainly doesn't apply with this band at mm. all. And that mix of post-rock, goth and electronica is fantastic, really. It's like... Sounds right up your street. Yeah, it's cool. They were really good. I'm, I'm, I was kind of... I was wondering, because it was a bit of a quandary, because I did really want to see St. Pierre, but I heard Midas fall like a week or two beforehand. I was like, oh, maybe I should pop over and see it. Glad and I'm did. really glad I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I'll get out of the chance to see St. Pierre. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I thought they were absolutely great. Um, so, and then we move on to, what's this band? Uh, well, uh, can I give a little quick shout out to Gender Rolls? Um, sure. Because I think they are fantastic and i didn't have time to catch more than a song but they are consistently very very good about a lot a new album out. a lot of people talk about them and we don't really talk about them at all do we steve they're gonna do nope. a new album soon so you should give it a go okay um can you very quickly describe what they do it's roughly? like i know it's not a genre but it's grunge-esque it's not a uh, genre. stuff um with super poppy melodies and um poppy melodies aren't a genre either it's uh just a lot of bloody fun which you'd know nothing about rent free <laughs> so Quite. um yeah just go over yourself okay um and then let's see kiss these metal hands um you wanted to review this as well brady didn't I you thought we were fantastic <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon dan top draw yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm wondering whether i should just because i'm going to see you boys again on sunday i'm wondering if i should just review it when you're not here or do you want me to be nice to you to your faces I think we've had enough. We've had some stupid... <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had enough stupid coverage. I don't think we should dig ourselves any deeper a hole. If, I, you've, uh, if you've got nothing to do in a couple of nights' time, assuming you'll listen to this on Friday when it goes out like a good yep. podcast listener, yep. come uh, come watch us play in London. Yes, you're playing you Victoria, you're playing we an all-day... Uh... Literally the only reason that we're on here is to do promo. <laughs> We missed all of our interviews at Art Tangent. Did you? <laughs> Kirsty's metal hands were not available for common. <laughs> uh, Sorry, you're doing it all day with the Portals guys, who yeah. are good friends of mine, and they're fantastic boys. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and right. I will be Sponsored there by then. Portals. All right, fine. I'll just review you then. Um, yeah, the, they're very good. Um, my favourite Lynn after that. Lynn. Uh, Lynn. I didn't know, but you oh, both you did. Mental person. All right. They were amazing. Yes, now I've heard this. Um, in fact, you reviewed them last time you were on here, I Probably. believe. Probably, yeah. Um, at the Great. Upsurge Downsurge. Festival. Downsurge. Upsurge, Upsurge, Downsurge. 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 What did you reckon? So heavy they hurt. 
<laughs> that album, it's Deeds, is that Deads. right? Deads. Is it Deads? Oh, fuck's sake. Okay, that album is brilliant. Um, how would you describe it? Stoner sludgy sort of thing. It's not stoner. Uh, it's like, me really, uh, I said this in the discussion. It's all that it goes to all the heavy places. I wish Cult of Luna went to. Oh, it's, it's, you would know, but I love Cult of Luna, but also I'm like, I wish you just hit the open string a bit more there. Oh, okay. <laughs> and like made it disgusting. Whereas LNN do that. And I'm like, you know what? Good job, boys. Crack mm. on. It's mm. a very desolate sound. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you imagine how Cult of Lunar are on Vertical. It's a very uh, Metropolis-inspired yeah. record. Yeah. Mm. Uh, imagine that setting completely laid to waste, and that's what LM, Lynn did on that album. It's just, it's just, it's horrible. Like it's, it's not, you know, it's not daughters scary. No, there is something about. The heaviness of it that yeah it may be the open strings bow bow kind of stuff but it's really but, oppressive yeah, yeah. It's, i have a, a big problem with uh bands that kind of pummel you constantly because you just kind of become immune to it i love a lot I of agree. That stuff but some sometimes it's just so all the time that it's it's that whole thing about boxing like if someone if someone punches you in the face once it really fucking hurts mm-hmm. if someone if you know, if it's your day job, you don't really notice it that much mm-hmm. anymore. But yeah, their their heaviness is so kind of everyone says uses the words unforgiving and so, but it's a different thing. It it's heaviness with a feeling. It's not heaviness for heaviness' mm. sake. Yeah, I think there's the very desolate and bleak almost. I would say. Mm. And they they were saying that a lot of the stuff they're influenced by is like just like the monotony of day to day life and just being fucking sick of clocking in and you can totally get that that kind of vibe um and having a a guitarist and a keyboard player opens them up to a lot more there's all the live soundscape stuff in between the riffs and yeah it's it's a just just horrible it's the sound of modern life collapsing yeah it is (laughs) and (laughs) like idiots we've got them uh playing on our a couple of our shows at the end of the year and after Ooh. that I'm like I just don't want to follow them <laughs> <laughs> um, for people listening to this and going who the fuck are that band what are they called it's L-L-N-N as in the letters L-L-N-N um, and they are heavy as fuck um, do you want to do a bit of Invalid Stan because you said you saw or, or heard a couple of songs yeah, was, I was around that part of the festival for quite a while right and even though you know I was stopping and talking to people and stuff, at least four times it was hold on. And yeah, let's like, have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stared at the tent and was just like, who, "Who are these?" And I was asking people, "Right, it's around like three o'clock. Who's on now? Like, who is on?" Yeah. Now? And someone said, "Oh, it's invalids." And it was like, "Right, I need to check them out." From that. what I recall, electronic, and I believe they're on Small Pond. Is that correct? What I heard was um, there's a band I like called people like you they're now called really from i don't know why they changed them okay but it's that kind of um emo jazz as i call it it's very um i hope i'm talking (laughs) about the right band to be honest there was a lot of vocal harmonies very sweet vocal harmonies and uh yeah it was very emo jazz which i just really really like it's kind of imagine if american football 
had a bit more pep and loads more trumpets. Yeah, loads more trumpets. It's a scene. Well, I, if it is a scene, I don't know, but it's a style of music that I'm very new to, but I'm really glad it exists. Yeah, it tickles a very because I like a lot of stuff like Mammal Hands and Go Go Penguin and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is kind almost like peppy minimalist mm-hmm. jazz. And so when you bring in that sort of almost mathy emo guitar stylings, like I just yeah, I really really fell for it. So I'm definitely gonna be checking them out. Mm, okay, cool. Um, you then went to see a little bit of Three Trap Tigers. Is that correct? C is a questionable term. I did, yes, I was there the entire set, but I was like way so way sat. But I was actually. We were all sat at the back, and it was. We're waiting for three trap tigers. We're just not going in that swamp of a stage. I was actually, that yeah, was I was actually more or less the same. I, I, I kind of saw most of it, but I was very, very far back. Yeah. So yeah, and they're just brilliant. Yep. Unfortunately, I felt their set this time wasn't as good as the one they played a few years ago at Acton Gym. It started off with basically all my favourite songs, mm-hmm. and I think maybe after that it was. Things were got a little bit mellower. I think I'd agree. They went into cram pretty damn early, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, cram was like oh the my god. Set. So sitting there, like they opened with the opening track of Silent Earthling, mm-hmm. which was just I just love it, and then mm-hmm. into cram. Mm-hmm. And I'm rubbish with their song titles, but they they just played like all my favorites in one go. I was like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like they're just. They had some technical difficulties. They a did. They they yeah they they were. Uh, they were brilliant as always, but the technical difficulties did mire it slightly for me. Uh, uh, obviously, it's a shame. I mean, it's not their fault, but it was a yeah, it was a bit annoying, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a shame. Um, but yeah, they're one of the most unique, most interesting bands in the UK. I think they're definitely like a band's band. Like it seems like all bands have an enormous amount of respect yeah. for that band because I think. I think they are incredibly technical, but I don't. I don't think they forget about songs. You yeah, know, I think. I think. I think they. It's not animals as leaders. Wink waffery. Wink yeah, waffery. Fucking hell. Wink waffery. Yeah. Forward thinking. Yeah. But it doesn't disappear of its own. Arms, Absolutely, so. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely, and Adam Betts is the best drummer in the UK. Uh, Jan's favorite band. Jan's favorite band. Yeah. Amazing, Jan being Condra's drummer, fair play. I mean, yeah, they're incredible. Um, so this is the point where we go on to possibly the best run of bands I have ever seen at a festival for me. Um, and it begins with the secret set, which was And So I Watch You From Afar, classic Arctangent band. Um, probably wasn't a major surprise to too many people, seeing as they're pretty much at Arctangent more or less every year. What was a surprise to a lot of people, though, is that they were playing their debut album in full. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't sure if I was going to say this, and I might just cut it, but I was talking to Rory from And So I Watch You From Afar after their set. And apparently, and I can't believe that this is true, but they apparently... mimed the whole set. <laughs> apparently, I am the person who planted the idea that they should do their debut album in full this year uh, into their minds in the first yeah. place. I saw Rory earlier this year in Belfast, 
And I said, so it's the 10th anniversary of the first album. You're going to do anything for it? And he was like, oh, wait and see. Uh, but in, really, in reality, he was like, going, oh, shit, why don't I think of that? Going, oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And he, and he said this to me. He said, I wanted to see you because I wanted to tell you. And um, cool. fuck me, I'm glad I said something about it because I was in seventh fucking heaven. It, it, it's one of my favorite records ever. Um, and when people heard that they were doing the debut full length in full, uh, Art Tangent fans went absolutely ballistic. Um, it, they had a headlining size crowd at quarter to six in the technically afternoon That's going cool. into evening. Yeah. And uh, there's not surprising n- though, is it? Really? No, not really. There's nothing quite like seeing and so i watch from afar at arc tangent um the I guess way half the other lineup <laughs> the way the way that people sing along to their guitar lines the way that people go woo in all the right places the way that people fucking dance to it because you can dance to it Are you listening Stephen hill yeah i'm listening yep good um because it is Well, <laughs> when I review my own DJ set later on, I'll uh, review your DJ set. <laughs> review your DJ set. Um, did you see it? No, I was oh, asleep. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had a better time than everyone there, didn't I? <laughs> um, but yeah, seeing and so I watch you from afar at Arc Tangent. It, it, almost every time, it really is genuinely one of the best live experiences i've ever had the fact that they were playing all material from their first album as well which m- might be my favorite it's either the first or second it just added to it immensely they're actually doing the same thing at Camden assembly later this year which is the old bar fly and Crikey. it'll be great i'm sure but it won't be as good as it is at art tangent because it's that that is it's it could be called and so i watch you from a far fest tangent do you know what i mean that'd be a terrible name it would be <laughs> and it is i mean it is a terrible name um but uh yeah i they were just utterly glorious by far one of the best festival uh, sets of the weekend uh brady we then went to see car bomb right you're right holy fucking hell it was that, go on you go, it was you go. well silly like, um <laughs> well i can't silly. remember who i was with um and it might have been chris from baylor um and he was like oh i'm not gonna do the accent uh but he's irish and it made it a lot funnier <laughs> uh he was like uh yeah they're that band that sound like all the guitars are like little ray guns going just going yep. pew, 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 pew. and i was like I've heard a bit of car bomb. I don't know what you mean. And then we got there and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like Reagan's yeah. like bloody Star Wars on the stage. Yes, it, it, it was, does. It's ridiculous. It is all of the bits of Meshuggah and that kind of stuff that I like mm-hmm. turned up to 36 yep. and with a load 36. of specifically 36. <laughs> I can't, cannot make that any more clear. Um, with a load of like silly Frontier-esque noises yep. and it was just loads of fun really heavy yep um uh yeah i thought they were they were cracking they never sell car bomb mm. um in a way they are uh Meshuggah and frontier are a perfect um uh, uh counterpoints but they never 
unlike those bands they never settle into a groove at any mm. point and it's constantly a little bit frustrating at times uh, yes like, oh that was banging for about a second and a half yeah i i i, I think it's their mo mm. i was saying to someone backstage actually it is it is the best part about them but also their weakest point yeah. it's one of those really rare things where it's their biggest plus and their biggest minus yeah. but I love the fact that there is a band who does that. Mm. Um, I mean, the um, fact that I reckon Car Bomb are probably harder to get into than both Frontera and Meshuggah is kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. But I, I think because they don't move, stay still, I think they are. That new single is oh, like quite yeah. different as well. Like yeah. felt bringing something a little more... They feel like more forward-thinking than... I know it's silly to say about more forward thinking than Meshuggah, but for me, a lot of Meshuggah is, this is Meshuggah. It's great, mm-hmm. but it's it's Meshuggah. Yep. And Frontera, I really like the first record. I didn't feel like they did enough new stuff on the second record outside of the slower tracks yep. to do much for me. Whereas Carbomb, again, I've not gone fully in on them, but all the stuff I've heard, and whenever they release new stuff, I'm like, this sounds different and it feels like you're they're trying to push themselves a little bit more so yep. uh i'd quite i think Meshuggah are just going to do Meshuggah forever i'd yep. quite like to see frontera try and push some newer stuff on their next record to kind of say no fuck you we are the band for this kind of stuff that isn't Meshuggah. Mm-hmm. oh steve oh, here he is. To say. he's here got he some comes. opinions um, here he I, comes. Say, I, I agree with all of that but what are you saying about Meshuggah? maybe i should say this bit about Meshuggah when we talk about Meshuggah yeah. because I but then you have to get up again yeah no exactly. we're nearly done aren't we <laughs> or we're close to being nearly done we're almost done yeah yeah well my um, DJ set's going to take a good hour okay. the end, I think. yeah, yeah really really get into that lean into that mm, um, in a big way we're going to be <laughs> yeah. here till about three in the morning mm, I reckon yeah like your DJ set yeah and there will be two people like, like your DJ, DJ set <laughs> <laughs> and they'll both hate it <laughs> Come on, what were you going to say? Oh no, let's save it for Meshuggah. Oh, you're saving it for Meshuggah. Okay, okay, okay lovely uh, stuff. Did you see any car? You went home, didn't yeah, you? Oh, mate. I'll drive through Cheddar Gorge, it's bloody lovely. Oh, it is lovely Cheddar Gorge, yeah, very, very nice. Connor had work in the morning. Grew up around there. Ah, oh, okay, fair enough. Still do. You didn't do that badly. <laughs> <laughs> um, one last thing I'll say about Car Bomb. The tent was so overflowing we couldn't get in um you could not get in i i watched them from outside the tent completely and utterly yeah. and i was still completely entranced and thought it was incredible yeah it was um, so you watched them from afar oh, oh. Fuck, yeah. we knew you were still uh, there for a reason <laughs> you're pointing at the gopro that i've taken down when no, you I was going to say yeah, um, they have to play Art Tangent again, but if they play, they have to play one of the biggest stages because it was it was the biggest overspill I saw all weekend. Yeah, I'd love far. to see them absolutely break the main stage. That'd yes, be that would be great. Um, <laughs> At 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> At Reading. <laughs> no one's ready for that. Uh, we then both went to see Cult of Luna, oh. didn't we? If Pine hadn't been Pine, that probably would have been my set of the weekend. Mm. Um, they played a song that I'm, I like Vertical and I like Mariner a lot. I'm not really too big on the rest of their back catalogue. Really? Um, yeah. It's oh. Again, it's, I feel like they've only really got 
as heavy as I'd like them to be on the last couple of records. Mm, Please boy. send me some stuff if I, I'm wrong. Just to back you up, I think they're in the best run of form of their career at the moment. Yeah. Wow. I think that I've got, well, you would point at Vert, fiddling with my copy of Vertical yeah. um, earlier it's on. I think Vertical is the, is the best Cult Lunar album. And I think Mariner is fucking like what Jilly Christmas has to it's fucking amazing. But that's yeah. neither here nor there. Uh, because mm. Very much in camp, Steve. There seem to be two different camps with yeah. Cold Luna. Like, uh, our mate Kev, he's a huge, huge, huge Cold Luna fan, and I'm very sure he likes everything they've done. Yeah. But there is a kind of you get salvation somewhere along the highway, and help me out, is it Owlwood? Uh, Eternal Kingdom. Eternal yeah, Kingdom. Kingdom. There's like that era, mm-hmm. at the very, very beginning, like the Beyond. And stuff mm-hmm. like that, and then there's vertical, vertical to mm-hmm. Mariner and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I think definitely for me and Brady, like vertical was the one that's like, oh, who are these? Like, we were probably not to disrespect him, we we're probably too young to really get on the somewhere along the highway yeah. and eternal yeah. kingdom kind of bandwagons. Mm. Like, we started getting into that kind of post metal stuff around five years ago, mm-hmm. so vertical. Yeah, full switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I got so I think Salvation was the first album that I bought, and for a long time, <laughs> not ever, not the first that <laughs> was, was Queen <laughs> Grace. It's two, uh, <laughs> and on CD anyway. But no, the first album of theirs I bought was was Salvation, and for a long time they were just a, like another band who were not quite as good as Isis and not quite as good as um, Neurosis to me. Yeah, I've never agreed with that assessment. I have to say. But um, Salvation, I will say this. Salvation was my favourite Carter Lunar album. Ooh, I'm not allowed to talk about it. Oh, bloody so, hell. Um, so, I don't think so. Well, they got a new one out. Yeah. Yeah, not yet. Though. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, no, right. Renfrey's heard it and he thinks it's really good. <laughs> but he's not, not allowed to say that on the podcast. I think that's... Renfrey can't... I can say that. Yeah. I can assume what Renfrey feels about Do you want to tell it. everyone what I think about the new Refused album? Oh, yeah. Steve <laughs> thinks it's banging. Really, really. He said 11 out of 10 in Metal Hammer. First time. Um, uh, Brady, uh, yeah, Luna, um, at yeah. our tangent. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, oh, rubbish. No. Um, <laughs> they were... They were really really affecting um the light show was very um well put together in that it wasn't really overstated like (laughs) one we'll talk about later Mm. um (laughs) but it was it was kind of minimal it it really complemented the music very well they have such a a cool stage setup in that i like it when bands it feels like there are different workstations. It doesn't feel like a <laughs> yeah. band set up playing. You know, there's the two drummers, there's the keyboard guy. Everyone has their own little area that they, they kind of occupy. I find that really interesting to watch and see those little kind of like cogs turning. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all came together. And obviously their their live sound is huge. Yep. Three guitars, keyboard. Like yep. it, it's... On the main stage as yeah, well. Gargantuan. Huge. Um, yeah. And yeah, it all came together. They played my favourite song and um, I, I just thought they were really, it felt like a headline set. They were a, a complete class act. And yeah, we I was with a big bunch of mates and we all just had a really fucking brilliant time. Yeah, 
Um, I would agree with everything like that. Um, people haven't had a drink for a while, so I'd say they were utterly sublime. Mm. Um, they, do you know what this is? Um, I'm ashamed to say this. Actually, this is actually the first time I've seen Cult of Luna sans Julie Christmas. Same. Uh, I've only ever seen them with Julie Christmas. Is that a damnation? Yeah, friend? yeah. No, it was at Roadburn. I saw. Oh, sorry, damnation. Um, that was good, wasn't uh, it? Oh, it was amazing. But um, but I just. They were just unbelievable. When you say it was like a headline set, yes. Um, maybe even better than the headline set. Um, but we'll get onto that in a sec. Um, but And the, the new material sounded great. Um, mm. Not that I've ever heard it before or anything. Um, and I thought, yeah, it was, it was just absolutely outstanding. And I love them so much. Yeah. Um, I then went to watch Caspian. Um, and on the yokai stage and I had a moment where I broke down into tears of joy because I love music so much yeah, the first out of hand is fantastic. <laughs> yeah no it's weird that you brought that up now though honestly <laughs> during Caspian's set <laughs> yeah um, delayed reaction this uh, well <laughs> yeah this might well I might cut this, but this might have been to do with the fact that I picked a Caspian song for my mum's funeral a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but I was basically... Did they play that one? Uh, yes. Oh, it's... that'll do it. Uh, no, I don't mind. It's um, uh, Riosco. It's the second song from Dustin's Disquiet. Um, and uh, it was uh, pretty, yeah, it's pretty raw in my mind right now. Um, they only played five songs <laughs> over 50 minutes. Post-rock. Um, <laughs> Post-rock. But every single one was, uh, fuck it, sublime, drink. Did um, they play Gone in Bloom and Bow? No. Did they play... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's the one... We've the cut end? it for time, but Dan's been... <laughs> Shall I just tell you the songs they played? Yeah, that might be quick. So, they started with a new song, which sounded fucking outrageous. They then went into, I think it's pronounced Mikado. It's on Tertia. Do you have to say it like a weirdo? <laughs> yes. Mikado. Um, they then did uh, Riosoko, then uh, Arcs of Command, and they finished with Castles High, Marble Bright. Not a traditional set list at yeah. all. Did Not they do a the one with all the drums at the end? No. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. God, I'd have totally been living if I'd stood there I know. waiting for drums. I know. I mean, if you, if you were like a Caspian, if you just adored them and you're like, I want to go and see a classic Caspian set, you mm. would have been quite disappointed actually are you saying oh, that wow. Kirsty's Metal Hands had the most additional drummers on stage at the festival do you know what I think they did actually so, so <laughs> weird so weird well done crack on um, talk about some other band I think Caspian are the best post-rock band in the world right now silence yeah come on I mean like four records to one yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's a it's a good one though. Oh, it's a great one. Pine, 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 a one, pine, a wonderful, but oh, bloody know. one for one, Come those guys. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, the the manner in which I mean, all post rock bands build layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. The ma no one does it like Caspian. You you think it's reached peak heavy, you're like, well, it can't get any heavier now, and then it does, and then it does, and then it does and does and does, and they are one of the most beautiful incredible experiences i've ever witnessed it's a whole ever. bottle of rum you just have to drink it's wicked it is it's it's oh i gave it to steve and even he yeah, liked I it yeah i like it even it's steve constantly touted as like one of the best 
What's that mean? <laughs> no, I'm just looking at it. it. It's <laughs> sublime. Fuck it. Drink. It's so fucking good. It's it's wonderful. Um, you absolutely should. And uh, let me the know what you think. Get a, get a list going. Flapjacks. <laughs> <laughs> Luna pre-order. Racket Cannon One. Racket Cannon One. I don't yeah. think Caspi and Dustin Disquiet will be in the the big Asda next year. Big Tesco though. Get some Marmite cheese instead. <laughs> As that, good. That's, that's just as good. That's good, that Marmite cheese. Yeah, Sorry, like, I've got nothing else to say. Yeah. Right. Not not reviewing that, though. No. Um, we should, me, me and you there, Brady, we should review Meshuga. Yeah, so like in, like at Idiot, uh, after Cole Luna, we were like, oh, we'll go pick up our match, catch a bit of employee to serve, and then go watch Meshuga. And by the time that whole debacle was sorted, um, it was halfway through Meshuga's set. So, um, sorry, employee to serve. Sammy climbed up a pole. That was cool. I did see that. That's yeah, all, all I've seen. I'm I sure would. I. Good. I mean, I adore employed serve, and I'm sure they're incredible. But you know, Caspian. Yeah, yeah, they're not a post rock bands. Yeah, they're not. They're dead to you. Um, well, hold on. No, they're not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a post rock. They're post rock in the way Limp Bizkit are post rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So very. Totally. Yeah. Completely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Meshuggah are. Uh, have I seen them outside of? I think. Okay, I've seen Meshuggah twice. Once when uh, many years ago at Copenhagen Festival when I totally didn't get it and I was having a poo in a portal while Bleed was on and it vibrated the turd out of me, Whoa. which was very intense. <laughs> TMI. Um, yeah, yeah, right out. Um, and then once at the <laughs> Golden Gods last year and it was like 23 minutes of Meshuggah was Oh, yeah. We were there, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, that, yeah. And for someone that's never been mad into them on record, I was like, this is a great amount of Meshuggah getting mm-hmm. to see stuff that, you know, I wasn't huge into. So to go in for a full set, I was a little bit nervous because like, like, we were saying on the way down, I like... You weren't going to die, mate. That's fine. I like Ovzen and mm-hmm. I've never heard... see a lot of people like listening to them online and posting little clips while they're like, you know, going about their day on Instagram. And every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, that's all right, isn't it? Mm. But I never seem to find those bits when I put a record on. So they, yeah, um, this is going to be controversial. Um, They are mighty repetitive. Um, And um, that is what a lot of people like about them. But we talk about on this show a lot about like dynamics and stuff. Mm. Meshuggah are definitely not a dynamic band. That said, in terms of the bands who monotonously pummel you over and over and over again you could do worse absolutely you could do worse and not only that i do actually think that meshuggah are in the top tier of those pummel 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 bands are you they make all the bands that try and do that sound just look completely amateurish it's and like their stage show uh like the i've talked about the light show a fair bit but and well, it's not it is normally a- amazing. Yeah, it's not normally yeah. something I care about. What's even more incredible is apparently that is not pre-synced to click. That is done live yeah, dude. by a dude. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, if you've seen YouTube clip, it's astounding. Like, I was because uh, after Arts and Gen, I went on a very tiny sugar binge, and not really I just binge, remembered the YouTube clips of guy doing bleed, and he's going. Oh my god! I've got to see that. You think of I'm a sugar riff, he plays it. So wow. Just yeah. on the lighting rig. And like, 
all sorts of stuff going. It's insane. Yeah. Like, wow. He is essentially a part of the band. He, he's been with them for like 15, 20 years. Right. Stuff, like, I he, actually spoke to Thomas Harker um, about that. Really? Right. Because yeah. I said, oh, we were talking about the light show, and he was like, oh, yeah, the guy does it live. And I didn't know that. And he actually, he told me when, it was for when Mashuga got announced for Art Town Gen, and he was going, oh, yeah, we're really lucky with this light guy who's basically like a sort of classically trained musician <laughs> who's <laughs> yeah, got into like lights. Totally. He's fucking incredible. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, don't understand, because they're obviously playing to click, why they don't just sync it to a click and not yeah. have to pay a guy. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> are, are they obviously playing to click? Oh it's yeah, definitely, there, definitely, is, definitely. There is no way a band must of, of that like because there's no countings or anything either. So it'll literally yeah. be like silence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, they are the the tightest band ever. I think <sighs> definitely it's, a contender. It's yeah. it's horrific. It yeah. is really really scary to see everything come together at a set like that and again for a band that i'm not huge on it was i, I was like punching my knee i'd mm. have been punching other people if i was in the pit it was it was so so invigorating um they're a bad <sighs> yeah like, yeah absolutely. 100 percent. either me or brady are massive fans like we could probably couldn't even name you 10 songs mm-hmm. yeah but they're just Oh, it was it was it was sick. It was. I mean, they were absolutely brilliant. I actually concur with both of you. I I very rarely listen to Meshuggah. Mm. I'm very rarely in the mood mm. to be pummeled constantly for, you know, fifty minutes, an hour, whatever. Um yeah. Obson would be my favourite and is the one that I go to the most, yeah. but but you know, I, I don't really listen to them all that much. I really enjoy them live. I think seventy five minutes was all I needed. I, I was probably quite couldn't happy. have done seventy five minutes, I don't think. Oh didn't you you didn't stay for the whole set? No, I got there about a quarter of the way, halfway through the oh, set okay. by the okay. time we actually made it there. Okay. So um and that was that did it for me. I was I was perfectly happy. I mean bleeding my head now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely Horrible. amazing. And you know, like the the I mean something that people don't talk about with Meshuggah that much is the solos. There aren't loads of solos, but when they do solo, holy shit, they are off the scale amazing. And they are doing, you know, runs that Kerry King would struggle with perfectly. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing that I was going to bring up earlier about Meshuggah. Oh, we yeah, talking we about Car Bomb. So um, I don't know if anyone else thinks this, and I presume they don't because it's not something that I've ever thought before, but... That is such a stark sound that they have. I mean, I've seen them live a bunch of times. It isn't really about them live, but I watched, you know that guy, Finn McKenty, the punk rock NBA? Yeah. 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 He compared Meshuggah to, um, he's like, oh, Deathcore, um, Meshuggah, just their new stuff. Is It's just 0101, just, it's just the same as Deathcore. He was actually trying to make the point that Meshuggah don't, aren't technical anymore. Discuss. I'm glad I unsubscribed from this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird thing that. Yeah, like, I was because on this barely a binge, I was watching um, <laughs> Thomas Harker do a song from the new album, and like I had listened to the new album once through, and I was like, it's my sugar, but like watching him play the song Clockworks, there's mm. I'm not going to be able to describe the technique he does, but the playthrough he does of that song, it's just like on guitar. 
it's just like do 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 a much sugar thing. Yep. But he's going better better better, and then throwing in random triplets like in the middle of a drum beat, and mm. it's just like you realise just from being with Jan and the stuff he did, like he, I don't know how influenced by Thomas Harker he is, mm. but he talks Delta a lot all. about um, bleed and how Thomas Harker. It took him like six months to be able to do that, and Jan quite often in practice will start doing bleed and just. Ah, he can do about five seconds yeah but it's just like <laughs> yeah fair enough my sugar are repetitive so if you're looking to be inspired or be whisked away in the same way that Court Luna do you're not going to get that mm. sugar yeah but if you are someone like if you're a map head if you're into animals of leaders and things like that like my sugar do that kind of technicality in such a way it's way more interesting to me than yeah. animals as yeah. Yeah, they it actually is. put it into songs yeah, yeah it yeah. is it they are essentially the definition of math rock or math metal whatever you want to call it because it mm. is once you dissect everything you realize jesus christ these people they're not human mm. like with animals as leaders it'll be like you know standard beat or whatever it'll just be what they're playing is super technical but with Meshuggah, it's every single person like it's it is like clockwork and it's scary it's, it's, yeah. it's scary isn't it it's it's really like especially like you play in a band and you know we work really hard to get tight and just seeing that and it's like why fucking bother yeah, yeah. oh it'd be a write-off but like, the thing is it's like for someone like me who i like i can't play an instrument at all and i think there would be people who would look at because it's such a i mean i remember seeing them playing the einsteflug festival in finland a couple of years ago and it, it's the first time I've seen them they didn't have a great sound because it was basically in this sports hall, right? And it was Sick. the sound wasn't great for anyone and Meshuggah sounded better than everyone else but they didn't sound like... I've never heard them, even outdoors at Download, they sounded fucking pitch perfect mm. last, last year and I can imagine they kind of sounded great. Yeah. Uh, it was, well. They sounded absolutely brilliant, tiny bit quiet right at the beginning but it got right. better. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we were like 10 feet outside the tent and they sounded perfect. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. ridiculous. Um but you could see some people, like, I spoke to this guy afterwards and he was like, well, every song just went... He's like, what's so fucking impressive about that? Oh, and I was like, well, I mean, you might not have heard it properly live. And I can see it's such a battering live that I guess if you weren't a proper muso, yeah. you, th that might completely pass you by. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it... I think it probably... I don't want to sound... Oh, God, I don't want to sound um, condescending but I'm kind of... Um, I imagine Meshuggah do pass a lot of people who don't oh, yeah. play instruments by. The, the thing about the live set, though, every single note is accented with a light. So yeah. if, you, if you're struggling to follow it with your ears and see what's going on, there's a visual representation of every single yeah. riff. It's like... It'll be like the the big floods on the bow do, and then when it yeah. hits the low note, the little lights in the front come on, and it's all... Every single thing is like uh, kind of shown to you visually as well. Yeah, and it, yeah. it, it all locks in. You know, you get a lot of bands that will have like a wash over a section or the lights will slowly change and it'll be really like ethereal. This is this is the the equivalent of block colours, colour by numbers, <laughs> lights, everything. It is a single light for a single note and it is really really impactful so i think that even if it's not for you on record you go see that live show and it is 
just just everything is designed to to punch you in the face and mm-hmm. I, I think they do it as good as i've ever seen anyone do that. yeah yeah absolutely i mean i th- I thought they were an excellent headliner they mm. were um the tent was absolutely packed you yeah. were further back than me you couldn't get in i'm assuming uh didn't try but didn't want to <laughs> yeah yeah it was it, it, and they were brilliant i think like i said before after 75 minutes i was like okay i'm kind of, that's fine mm. i don't need any more than that um and you know whilst i have an enormous amount of respect for them i don't listen to them all that often to be totally mm. honest but live there is no other experience like my sugar like they are yeah. fucking mm. brilliant um they're, they are actually that good <laughs> one thing i will say we haven't talked about the backdrop now you don't talk about the backdrop so for many bands silly. but the backdrop for my sugar i mean it's you know very much based around the violent sleep of reason that new album but the way that the lights are it makes it look like it's actually moving almost yeah. or slithering it, around it's crazy oh, very slimy yeah i mean i was quite drunk by this point no oh very nice um but yeah i mean a brilliant way to top off the festival or yeah. was it did they in fact top off the festival are you um, suggesting that the actual headliner was Renfrey Debman and Stephen Hill's joint DJ set well, they did together. Well, unfortunately, um, Stephen Hill had to drop out because. Oh, he yeah, did. I know. Sorry, everyone. I'm sure that it, you would have had a really good time if I'd have done it. I'm sorry. What I had downloaded ready to go was, uh, was pure euphoric pop perfection. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Very Which different. Which is what you want after Meshuggah. Very what, different what, to what I what, played. Yeah, whatever. Sh- um at points i was trying to alienate the crowd uh that's sick that's very cool so i threw in the tony danza tap dance extravaganza um that was a bit much for some people um but it's all right i faded it into age was this silent disco yeah so people could just change the channel they could just change the channel at any point how many people were actually listening to you um or were they all just green or red yeah you can see green or red and i was on the red sea Um, of green there were definitely a couple of points where i was like okay maybe i should should, uh, ho- I, I played the new car bomb single and a lot of people were very confused by that uh, <laughs> but a lot of the tracks which steve was telling me don't play that they went dance to it went off the fucking chain including as i watched from far agent fresco beer ruben um fuck what else did i do i did some system but not like typical system i did uh i can't remember um spiders i did the dillinger escape plans cover of fight the power that's, featuring chuck d that's pretty People cool loving it um yeah it was the highlight of the entire weekend and um well rolling by employed to serve i didn't do rolling by employed to serve i would like to thank my sugar for stepping aside and letting me headline though that's yeah. very kind of them that was cool no um, expected that. that was our tangent um steve you're sitting here so do you want to actually wrap this up or do you want me yeah. to do it um, um, so uh no, we're not normally um predictions for next year headliners oh. if you can think of any we did it for bloodstock might as well do it for these guys as well who did you predict for bloodstock Oh, well, I sort of give it a wish list, like Merciful Fate. I've got like Behemoth. Um, I can't remember who else off the top of my head now. There's a few others. Art Tangent, who do you reckon's going to headline next year, people? Kirsty's Metal Hands. Absolutely. <laughs> You're so I mean, right. I don't, know. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how, but like, because it's weird to know who's big enough and who's not. Really. Yeah, Meshuggah was like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. It's like they were a band that was kind of... Like, Devin? Would be Devin good. Sorry, I just... Interesting. Uh, yeah, Devin could do it. If not headline, definitely sub headline. 
Um, the Mars Volta have been going on about reforming for a long fucking time. If they time. do it, it's got to be there. Like, I would have thought, yeah, and... Um, if that's the driving through trees. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah and so they, they obviously know They had them. a bloody lovely time at, at 2000 yeah. Trees as well. And the whole point, the reason why James um, basically made Arc Tangent as a festival in the first place was so that he could get Mogwai and the Mars Volta to headline it. So he is going to be pursuing them relentlessly. So, and there's a um, there's a Mars Volta channel on the side Mar- of Disco, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, three channels cool. and one of them is, is always just the Mars Volta <laughs> discography. That's wicked. Very good shouts. Um, so... Um, I would love to see Mogwai do it, but um, they don't really like to be associated with post-rock, even though they're debated being post-rock down. <laughs> Sega Ross? Too big. Ooh, I'd love it. Go. I'd love it, but they're too big, and it would bring a different vibe to it the would, festival. Uh, yeah, no, it's getting bigger and bigger. It is. Is um, it getting that big? It though? was the most popular year this year. They'd sold just over 8,000 tickets. And That's wicked. Yep. Yeah, they they are the biggest growing festival in the UK. Yeah, um, year on year, and have been more or less since they started. Getting better, like the site has got better every year. Yep, yep, I agree. Um, Yeah, I I think um, Mogwai Mogwai would be wonderful. Do you reckon this might be a bit of a curveball? Do you reckon Rosis could do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Neurosis could be really a good, good shout, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they might be a bit too similar to Meshuggah, and I do think that they like to try and change it up from year to year. So, you know, when they had Dillinger one year, like the next year was like American football. I might have got that you the wrong way around. But Neurosis are too similar to, D- Meshuggah. to Meshuggah. Yeah, That's nonsense. No, they're not. Uh, just in heaviness stakes. Okay. I think mm. when it comes to ATG, maybe I could be totally wrong. I and think you're neurosis, totally wrong. That's fine. <laughs> neurosis are likely doing stuff next year, but um, meh, don't I? Yeah, I don't know really. Um, not to headline, but I'd like to see Chelsea Wolf there because she's got yeah, a new album coming would. out. That'd be really um, cool. Mr. Bungle would be nice, wouldn't it? Oh. Mr. Bungle would be nice. Although that's a weird. Re- we should probably have talked about the Mr. Bungle. Re- I think in a normal show we'd talk more about the Mr. Bungle reunion, mm. but it's mm. not really proper. I'd like no. to see. <laughs> they're playing like their fucking they're doing like three first shows. demo. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah, playing yeah, there yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. what are you? Why? Why are you doing that? There's someone actually on the download forum who suggested that Mr. Bungle can, and, and will, will be download headliners. Sick. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Even fucking Dying Vetus would be above them. <laughs> Mental. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, we'll wrap it up there, I guess, since I think we've exhausted um, who might play. Deftones would be a good one. They're too big, aren't they? Too much money. Too much money. I um, I'm out. I can't think of anyone uh, yeah. else. I had a, I had a really good one. I'd like to see Corn do it. Corn do Arc Tangent? Yeah. Nah. Bloodstock? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be good at Bloodstock Corn. Anyway, well, um, that was... Uh, <laughs> you took that way more seriously than I expected <laughs> you to there. Don't be stupid. It's <laughs> all Brady. Thanks for coming, guys. It's all right. Yeah. Thanks Appreciate for having you coming yeah, down. Thank you very well, much. On the new record. It's good. Um, quite good, I suppose. Sounds we like Baroness. Said, said it was great the other week, actually. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, go on. Um, to my face. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Available uh, now, all good Heli Raw records. Is. And uh, we look forward to see what Art Tangent come up with next year. Um, you guys have a nice time there. <laughs> it was fucking great. I don't think I'm going to go to any festivals next year, I've decided. Or ever again. Maybe not. 
This is this mm. is the man who said uh, for three years in a row, I'm not going to go to that download festival. And yeah, but now it's, I've year. been to one that didn't rain and I've seen Tool, so I can definitely cut my losses on downloading. <laughs> definitely. Download is out for sure. Mm. Uh, anyway, that's a conversation for another day for sure. Um, thanks for coming in, guys. We'll see you next week. Remember musicism.net if you want to be good enough to play the sort of stuff that we're into. yeah exactly exactly that and you can we'll actually you don't even need to go to musicism because you can get conjure tabs now uh, yeah, pay sick. what you want can't you yeah, but yeah, they don't help yeah. us with this podcast at all so but fuck, tell you what does them. right act have some merch don't you yes yeah, we, do. we haven't talked uh, about that for ages yeah no, i'm we'll hoping have... i get some free stuff actually but um uh, even if i don't then uh go to right act the website uh, right <laughs> <laughs> To um, this right. is right at the podcast. Right I'm act. talking about right at the website. It's rightactpodcast.com. It's right at the website, and uh, go buy all their shit. Super quickly as well. We have not um uh, asked anyone for reviews recently, and I was noticing that um, uh, it's very nice. I mean, there's like 165, and it's either a 4.9 or a 5.0, depending on where you look at it. But um, you know, if you haven't reviewed it, you know, it'd be nice. I'll give you a fucking review. Yeah, you're gonna review it right now. You're gonna <laughs> yeah. be really horrible. Aren't you? Anyway. Uh, so yes, thank you very much. Do you want to do the sign off? Yeah. See you later. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye.